Drama City Productions presents Immersion Rig Now Online Welcome Nerd, now generating episode 55 Loading 2019 Blockbuster Preview Featuring Horror, Movies, Wrestling And more Full immersion begins in 3 2 1 Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show. Fucking huge episode this week. Mega episode. <laughs> we got um, a blockbuster episode, you could say. That's right. Um, some of our <laughs> most anticipated films of 2019 are big blockbuster films. Last week, we did horror movies. Mm-hmm. And that was quite the undertaking. 16 fucking movie previews. I don't know why we did that to ourselves. It should have been a two-parter, but we, you know, hate, hate ourselves, basically. <laughs> So, but yeah, this week, it's only 12 movies we're previewing. Only no big 12, deal. but you know, No big deal. We like to talk. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be previewing some of the bigger blockbuster yes. movies coming out in 2019, and but, there's a lot of but them. But Damon, I'm still stuck in 2018, especially with the news of the Oscars that just came out. That's right, yeah. And I have to Something agree new. with a lot of people on the internet, um, Tony Collette definitely got snubbed. What a bunch of bullshit, right? I know. I, I understand that it's a horror film, and you know they don't get acknowledged a lot for the Oscars, but this was an absolute... This is my thing, though. She got acknowledged for fucking Sixth Sense, and that's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. So, And I don't know if the field was just that crowded, but I mean, she was a tour de force in that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, she carried that thing on her shoulders. I mean, it just the, everything about that performance deserves some fucking recognition. No, so yeah. it's um, really disappointing that she didn't I don't mean get to it. piss people off, but... You know, Lady Gaga's A Star is Born is nowhere near fucking what yeah. Tony Collette did in Hereditary. Yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit, you know. And I don't hate Lady Gaga. No. You know, so, but, <laughs> great, you know. Great acting um, on her part in that film, but fucking Tony Collette yes. killed it. No, just the range that mm. she showed during that fucking movie, you know, being sympathetic, being terrifying all at once. Um, my God, what are, what are they fucking doing? Are they and they people did speculate at the beginning, you know, when that movie came out, that it might just be a little too early for her to get like an Oscar nom. Like sometimes when the movies released, you know, early on in the year, that yeah. you know sometimes they have short memories and they forget, you know, about some performances. It's just unfortunate, mm. yeah, it really is. So, but uh, that being said, we actually did have some, you know big genre news coming out of the oscars um spider-man into the spider-verse got nominated yes for um animated feature and then black panther which we all kind of knew got nominated for a uh, best film um do you think that they kind of sold themselves short with black panther though do you feel like you know i'm surprised ryan coogler did not get like a directing you know not like i feel like if the bat if your film Gets mm-hmm. a Best Picture nod. You know, gets nominated for Best Picture. I feel like the director deserves some fucking credit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and usually that coincides. You get that. And I know it's a bigger feel for uh, film now. But, I don't know. I, I just feel like he deserves something for that. Like, I, at least some credit. I mean, he gets to put his name that he has a Best Picture 
nomination, but it just feels like they're throwing us a bone with it. Mm. You know, like oh, the kids like this movie. Go ahead, you know, nominate. That's why we made the film bigger anyway. I don't know. You know, I, I feel like Michael B. Jordan could have gotten the uh, best supporting, you know, actor. Absolutely, but you know, nomination. So, but once again, it's, it's an action. It's film. comics. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> comics. You know, it really is comics and horror. That it's going to take a while for them to, you know, break that mold. I mean, Keith Ledger did it, you know, with his performance in the Joker, but in the Joker, in the Batman movie. <laughs> I'm already thinking of our uh, blockbuster uh-huh. <laughs> preview. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll, we'll get respect one day, Christian. One day. One day. <laughs> we'll have to star our own Oscars. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, people, people won't want to watch that. <laughs> No one wants to see that. Uh, Just be us nominating horror movies over and over again. Bruce Campbell will get like a Lifetime Achievement Award. (laughs) (laughs) Only if he comes. Yes. yes. (laughs) He would. (laughs) All right. Well, what else do we got in news? Who'd be in my basement? You know, sitting us in like tuck shirts. I can totally see it. We got to do this now. (laughs) You're already setting up next year's uh, year in review. Yeah. The nerd skis or something like that. Hey, we can make the actual title. Give it to people. Oh, there we go. Wanting we don't use time. that logo anymore, Christian. That's old news. Come on now. That's not <laughs> fully true. But oh, that's right. More on that later. More right. On that later. Uh, so we got some news, right? Besides the Oscars, uh, it looks like we're gonna get a Lost Boys TV series. How do you feel about that, Christian? I feel like it's about 10, 15 years uh, late. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, it feels like something someone should have done yeah. a while ago. Like, mid-90s? It only makes sense, at least during, like, the whole Buffy craze. Mm. You know, instead we got, like, Vampire Diaries. And that, in fact, is why we're getting a Lost Boys series. is because that is going off the air on CW, and they want something to keep that demo. So, they're looking for properties, and Lost Boys, you know, right away jumped up. You know, you know, and land in their lap because uh, Rob Thomas, who does, who did Veronica Mars mm-hmm. and does Eye Zombie, is yeah. that still on? still on? Okay, he is behind this project, so um, you know he does quality work. Um, Veronica Mars is definitely critically acclaimed, so I mean that's good news. And I gotta, I, I'm not gonna lie, I like the synopsis for it, um, and I, I will actually read the damn thing. Um, It's envisioned as a seven-season anthology-style run. The series will tell a story spanning 70 years, each season chronicling a decade. Season one will be set in San Francisco during the summer of love in 1967. Each season, the humans, the setting, the antagonists, and the story all change. Only the vampires, our lost boys, um, will stay the same. So it looks like we're going to be following these vampires mm-hmm. through the decades it could be a fun run you know like doing I mean, it like for every season like doing a different mm-hmm. decade and sets up a different story arc every season and just kind of like following these characters i like that idea it makes me think of like american horror story and stuff like that mm-hmm. but at the same time i don't think that's going to hold on to the same type of viewers that they have well first of all what big balls they have to fucking mm-hmm. say hey we're going seven years <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have seven seasons. I mean, I guess Supernatural's been on for fucking 16 years or something crazy like yeah. that at this point. I mean, and Jesus still has Christ. I didn't realize it was still on. And then, like, it was something, like, for the new season. I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, like, conventions and shit like that. People love Supernatural. I might actually end up going to that convention this year. 
Are you? I'm not a supernatural fan. Before you ask, your girlfriend, huh? Yes. Okay. That's fair. Hey, man. You can, I mean, I'm sure you're dragging her to shit that she doesn't want Absolutely. to say. So good for you. <laughs> Way to compromise. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, yeah. Oh god, that's gonna suck though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as I was saying, I don't think this type of show is going to hold the fans of Vampire Diaries. I don't know where Vampire Diaries went, but I I know what the first few seasons were like, and I just I don't once know. again. I didn't know that show was still on the air. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's got to be a good eight seasons at this point, right? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. My God. I remember when it came out, my mom was, like, obsessed with it. I could, I, we had one TV, so. Well, it depends on how they do The Lost Boys, too. Like, I'm, mm. I'm assuming you're not following, like, David, you know, from yes. the original, you know, movie. No, I'm assuming it'll be completely, like, original characters. Characters and everything, and they're just using the title, which I'm okay with. Um, you know, maybe that last season you get kind of a retelling of the movie. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. So, um, I don't know. I, I dig it. You know, mm-hmm. I like vampires. That's cool. And, you know, I love the Lost Boys. It's one of my favorite fucking Just movies. as long as they don't you know, shine in the light, I'm happy. Oh, God, yeah. If they start fucking glittering up every time the light, oh, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> so, I'm surprised they didn't try to get, like, Twilight as a series. I don't know. It just feels like that would be the audience you'd be going after with, uh, you know, Vampire Diaries. Mm. So and I don't know shit about vampire diaries, <laughs> so maybe I'm giving it way too like little credit. But it's it's more violent than Twilight for sure. So. Okay, they don't glitter or no. shine in the. Okay, god damn it! But it is fucking still vampires like, explode in the sunlight. God damn it! It's still that very fucking like teen drama love triangle shit going mm-hmm. on the entire Like time. one's a wolf, one's a vampire. They're both vampires, but it's like she's stuck in between both of them most of the time. It's just like. All right, man. <laughs> That's enough of that shit. Someone who really loves Vampire Diaries is crying right now. Uh yeah, or just turning right. off the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do here. We alienate our audience. Yes. So, uh, we got some Shazam footage uh, this week. Just a little, just a you tip, know. Tip. How How do you feel about it? Still in the same place, you know. It looks like a fun movie, and we'll get into it more later. Yeah, but... it wasn't enough to like really sway my opinion mm-hmm. on the movie at all. So, it, but it looks like more of what we already seen. So. Yes, fun. <laughs> you know, I'll take it. So, um, also, um, what I think is some of the biggest news of the week: uh, Gremlins Three has been greenlit by Warner Brothers. So, um, once again, it's kind of like a no-brainer for me. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the Lost Boys. I don't know why it's taken this long. Um, Gremlins well, is a Gremlins two, yeah. Gremlins two did suck, but there, there, are, it has its following, just like Ghostbusters two has its following because Ghostbusters, like Ghostbusters two also yeah, a lot of people do, but a lot of people also <laughs> think it sucks. Um, it has its can't be like you know charm to it, but yeah, you know they are walking down you know you know Times Square with you know the Statue of fucking Liberty singing songs yeah, so it's a fun movie i get to smile <laughs> what's the name of the villain oh god vigo is it Vigo? Like right <laughs> ego or whatever anyway whatever uh gremlins 3 yes okay um this is actually gonna be uh original creator chris columbus is actually working on the project um he has written a script. Um, he said is as twisted and dark as anything. So we will see. He's very proud of it, though. Um, so it's in very the very early stages of production right now. But 
I once again I don't understand why this hasn't been a thing already. You know that movie has a huge following. Mm. You know the first one, and like I said, the second one has a cult following. Um, and with all the '80s nostalgia and everything, you know that's always going on. It just it makes perfect sense. Yes, absolutely. So, um, were you um, a big Gremlins fan? I do like the original. Um, okay. You know, it's like a good Christmas time movie. It is absolutely. Um, I'm just surprised that it's not being rebooted. I'm surprised they're going to with a sequel now. Is it going to be in the same time period? Is it going to be? He a hasn't necessarily said that it's a sequel. I mean, maybe they're just saying a green. Like maybe that's just its working name right mm. now. Um, I would. Like I, I guess it could be. Sequel? I guess it could be like yeah. Yeah, it could definitely be like that, where it's like a spiritual sequel. It's just something like yeah, it it's Gizmo. You know, we're just following him. Mm. You know, I don't foresee, you know, I forgot the actor's name, you know, coming back no. for the role. Or maybe he's the dad and, you know, he, like, his son inherits Gizmo and, you know, hijinks ensues. I'm thinking maybe, like, you know, it's somewhere Gizmo, like, somewhere it's just in the fucking uh, attic just hiding. And, like, a grandchild comes up and, and like, finds, finds him. him. When the thing's starved to death, if it's in the attic, though. <laughs> Someone's got to take care of the damn thing, right? <laughs> so I saw Gremlins when I was like six years old in the movie theater. My mom took me, <laughs> thinking it was like this yeah. cuddly. Like the marketing mm-hmm. did not market it as like basically a horror comedy. They, you know, she took me to the theater because it was all like these like little plush toys and everything mm-hmm. of the Mugwise, and then to you know her surprise all of a sudden you get these fucking heinous green little <laughs> goblins that people are fucking throwing in blenders and fucking microwaves i mean i loved every second of it but i remember having to like turn around at points and then just being completely terrified for like the rest of the week like not being able to sleep you know i was scared of the shower because the whole water thing and everything and then i was sick so i was uh-huh. naturally scared of the shower but you know it just i mean it just i mean just the the whole did, fucking. Did you think that you were going to turn yourself? I don't know. I don't know what was <laughs> going on in my head. I just remember being terrified of the fact that, like, and I oh, I was worried about eating too late. So maybe <laughs> I was scared of like actually turning into a fucking gremlin. I don't know. So I was a little monster anyway. at that age. So I guess that makes perfect <laughs> sense. But yeah, but I, but then once again, like typical kid being terrified of it, like I had to have everything gremlin related. Like, I had the fucking 12-inch fucking uh, uh, Stripe doll and everything. I had all the Mugwai shit. I mean, I had stickers, shirts, everything. I was, like, gremlin crazy for that year. So, um, you know, it was. it's one of the first, like, movies I can remember at the age, besides Star Wars, that, like, did the marketing rights. You know, it's kind of the template of what we see now with, you know, bigger movies. But yeah, they did not market that movie well at all. Like it, I don't think I was the only kid in that theater <laughs> at the time. So, yeah, a nice traumatizing experience for me. But, awesome. You know, made me the cycle that I am now. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you think about like that transformation when they actually turn when the mm-hmm. when the Mugwise you know start to actually fucking like shoot out the fucking, you know, uh, gremlins, or when they turn into, like, the little green goblin things, when they go full gremlin, if yes. you will. I mean, that's horrifying, you know? <laughs> At least... They're in the cocoons and shit like that. I was told that this was a scary film, you know, before going into it. Yeah, yeah, you weren't <laughs> sold on the little fuzzy, like, Christmas story that <laughs> I was, so, yeah, no, no. Good times, though. 
Good times. <laughs> All right. Well, um, another horror story we have to talk about is uh, New Mutants going to Hulu. Do we have to? I guess not. I mean, they don't feel like they have to talk about it. <laughs> so it was it? It's rumored to be delayed again. I think it was supposed to get a summer release. Yeah. Originally, and then they moved it to fuck. I think to fall or winter. I don't know. It's I, been I feel like so it, it was supposed to come out last year. Mm-hmm. All I know was it, I think we actually previewed it last January mm-hmm. for 2018. So now, hysterically enough, it is getting delayed, and it looks like it's going to go straight to Hulu. So they have no faith in whatever they you know came up with. There are supposed to be a bunch of reshoots to make it more horror-centric. Um, and I'm surprised by that because it seemed like it, like the way they're marketing it mm. was very much towards that genre. So I'm not sure, you know, where it all went wrong or why they realized that they didn't have enough horror. Yeah, I don't know. So but they were like adding like whole new characters into the mix, I guess. So it was, you know, extensive reshoots that they were having to do. Which is just I'm still gonna watch it. Oh, yeah. No, I'll watch the damn thing. I, I mean, part of it will be, like, you know, just, like, not be able to turn away from a car accident. But, you know, I, I want to see it, you know, as sick as that is. But, uh-huh. you know. I mean, it looks promising. The trailer did look promising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was it, excited but, for a new concept with these types of characters. Yes. Yes. And, but as a old school X-Men fan, I wasn't necessarily thrilled that they're using those characters for this concept. But it did look promising. Mm-hmm. I won't lie. So, uh, is that going to do for the news? That's for news. We but... stormed through that, man, because yes. we've got a lot of fucking show to get to. Uh, but up first, we saw a movie over the weekend. Yes. Glass. Glass. By M. Night Shyamalan. Security guard David Dunn uses his supernatural abilities to track Kevin Wendell Crumb, a disturbed man who has 24 personalities. All right. So I'm going to turn around on you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Christian, your thoughts on this movie? Um, I absolutely loved it. Okay. Going in, uh, I I was kind of worried, you know, that there was going to be... What's interesting about it is that the things that I was worried about the film were ended up being the things that I loved. Mm-hmm. I loved the, the slow pace it gave us from the beginning where it's, you know, trying to convince not only the characters... But the audience, I felt like the audience was very much going along the ride with the characters where they're being told, this shit ain't real. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you guys are not heroes. This is all stuff that's being put into your mind. And it gets to a point where it almost feels like maybe just an inkling that this could just be stuff that was there any point? Was there any point where you actually felt like well, maybe Sarah Polson's character is telling the truth? Um, I got really close. Towards okay. the middle. When but, she starts, like, explaining, you mm, know, this has happened here. How it's this possible. Has you know, you were studying, like, rock climbing, you know. Yes. Um, you know, you've been doing, yeah. Um, I thought all the performances were just, you know. Rock solid. Yes. Yes. Um, Sarah Poulsen, you know, in fact, mm. you know, I, and I'm a huge fan of her from, like, American Horror Story and everything like that. I wasn't necessarily thrilled with her edition of it because I didn't want her, you know, into the movie just because I didn't want her to take away from the other characters. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if there was enough movie for her. 
but I thought she did a stellar job. It was a great performance, um, you know, where I actually cared about the character. Um, Bruce Willis' son, you know, um, you know, David Dunn's son, mm. if you will, not his actual son, um, was actually in this movie. Yeah, I was surprised that they kept all the characters. Yes, yes. Um, and I liked that continuity. I, I, he's a great actor, mm. you know. I thought he had a great performance in this movie. I thought it was beautifully shot. Um, the cinematography was great. Um, I wasn't thrilled about the score. I was hoping that they would go more with the Unbreakable score. Mm. Um, it, it, it was fine and everything. It was definitely um, more in the vein of splits. Yes, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, where just something about Unbreakable score is like beautiful but haunting at the same time. So I, I would have just liked to hear more of that, especially when David Dunn was on the screen. I loved the first two acts of this movie. I really did. I, um, it was well crafted. Um, M. Night was really able to show off his skills as a director. Um, just like the, the, the way that certain scenes were shot. His placement of the camera and everything, um, you know, just like how he would frame certain actors and just have like certain things going on in the background, but it would kind of fade in. I love that aspect, and I, I don't think he gets enough credit for his eye as a director, because mm -hmm. um, a lot of times when people talk about him, it's just more about like, oh, that's the twist guy, right? Um, and that being said, I didn't hate the twist because, of course, there's a twist. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't live up to that, you know, stereotype, unfortunately. But there is a twist. But I didn't hate the twist in this movie. Are we going spoiler free here? Um, do you want to? I have no problem talking spoilers. <laughs> okay, so spoilers. Yeah, spoilers right. ahead. So basically, we find out that Sarah Paulson's character is part of this secret society who's trying to keep like these super, you know natural characters superheroes underground like and she's trying to convince them in a humane way that mm. they're not superheroes and then that way they can wash their hands of you know everything because that's the one question i had in the very beginning was like okay well what's the legality of this they're just locking these people up mm. there doesn't seem to be any kind of like trial or anything like that you know and then she's just trying to like convince them that they're crazy um, especially when it came to um, Wendell's character. Yes. I was like, okay, well, he's, you know, killed many people at this point. Um, I didn't hate the twist, you know, because a lot of people were kind of shitting on that, you know, that they didn't like the twist and everything. They felt like it was unnecessary. Whatever. I liked, I liked the whole restaurant setup where, you know, when you do discover it, you know, they have you know, these mass meetings in these restaurants where, like, one person all of a sudden leaves and then everyone gets, like, really quiet, and, you know, and you realize that you're in the midst of a meeting. It's weird. I don't know why they wouldn't just, like, meet at a warehouse Yeah, somewhere. be in their own place, but... <laughs> but it was still cool. Mm. It was still cool. Um, my problem with the movie was the third act. Um, and let me backtrack to the first act. Mm. I loved everything that they did with David Dunham. And I thought it was great build up for his character. We got to see where he was at now. He was still out there as a vigilante. They're calling him the overseer or something yes. like that. And then he was working with his son. I thought that was awesome. And his son was kind of like his oracle, if you will. Mm. Um, you know, and they're fighting crime together. I love that. You know, I loved him hunting for um, Wendell, like out there and everything, and how they pinpointed him. Like, I wanted actually more of that. That could have gone into like the second act more. Um, you know, not that I had a problem with the second act. I loved um, 
you know, that whole setup. I, my problem with the movie was I didn't get enough David Dunn. I would have liked more for that character. Mm. Um, I didn't like his, for me, cause, because this was such a movie, you know, and all, you know, especially Unbreakable is all about like the hero, you know, mythos and everything like that. It didn't play with that classic hero arc enough for me, you know. Um, spoilers. So, at the end, you have this big confrontation outside of the institute. Glass is broken up, you know, Wendell um, and David, and you know, there's this huge confrontation. We find out in the end that it's all supposed to be staged by Glass, you know, to like kind of reveal themselves to the world, hoping to spark this revolution mm -hmm. of these types of people. And that's kind of been Glass's, you know, whole, like, modus of, you know, just his whole motive the entire time, you know, um, with everything that he did, you know, those horrific, you know, um, terrorist attacks, basically, that he was doing, you know, trying to find, you know, that one unbreakable character, um, that one superhuman. Um, it was basically more of the same. So the fact that they get there you have this big battle scene and then sarah polson's character shows up and in a twist basically starts killing these characters mm -hmm. with her henchmen um and david's death is literally just getting drowned in a puddle of water and that's it and his one little moment at the end is like you know him using his like you know his like psychic abilities by touching her and like seeing her plan and then that's it i just that was my big problem with the movie now i know that the movie is supposed to be more based in reality you know so you're not necessarily getting hmm. that hero's arc you know and it's always been more of a grounded telling of you know this mythology this superhero mythology so i get that i just feel like there was something more you know some more meat on the bone for David's like character. Um, hmm. I would have liked to see him like somehow spark, you know, be part of, you know, the whole, you know, resolution that we have at the end of the movie where we find out that glass has been setting everything up and all these pieces were at play the entire time. Um, and that, you know, it was really just trying to get footage of them. He never planned on going to this building, have this big confrontation. He always planned on being right there, you know, knowing that everything was going to be filmed and that he was going to release this footage to kind of spark, you know, this whole new era of mankind, you know, hoping to inspire these other like superhuman beings. I just would have liked David to have been part of that. Um, and maybe even David being, you know, like maybe helping Glass in the long run, you know, almost like a team up or something like that, where you have just him going out for mm -hmm. a reason, you know, instead of him just feeling so wasted. Um, I don't know how I feel about Glass having the hero's arc <laughs> when he is the mass murdering bastard that he is in the first film. You know, another big twist we find out was that Wendell's father was on the train, on the train yes. you know, which I loved. I love that twist. And it made sense mm. to me being a fan of comic books. That shit happens all the time. You know, that's a very, you know, trope kind of like, you know, um, uh, origin story, you know, where, you know, like just 
happenstance, someone else happens to be there, you know, and it creates another, you know, um, character in that universe. I enjoyed that. And it was just kind of like karma coming back yes. to glass and everything. I hear what you're saying. I just, I, I like the tragedy of him just so easily being defeated in that moment. Mm. I do agree it would have been nice maybe if maybe Dunn had like been touched by glass before he passed before he gets in this moment of um failure and uh was able to like see oh my god he's he's just planning to un- unleash this to the world and then maybe he could be arguing with um some wendell do um, something to- you know to say like you know he's just using us to do all this and then it you know comes out more but just give a, a or just like i mean something where he's part of that mm you know, resolution at the end, you know, where he's part of everything. Um, it just felt like a wasted death to me, you know, where it was just kind of for I, I just, at that point in the film, I was so invested in what was going on between mm-hmm. Wendell and Glass at this point. And I was too. Mm-hmm. I was too. And I enjoyed the whole, like, you know, reveal that, you know, Wendell's father was on the train, you know, glass end up killing wendell's father which caused him to be stuck with this mm-hmm. abusive mother who triggered all these personalities in wendell so i mean all you know wendell and all the death that he's caused is on glass's hands um you know i love that i think that's great it's just it's more about what they did with david dunn's character that just mm. kind of irks me i told you when i came out of the theater i had this very like last jedi <laughs> reaction to it um that being said i did like this movie you know it didn't necessarily ruin the movie for me it didn't ruin unbreakable for me mm-hmm. um you know it's just i like the fact that m night doesn't play it safe no. and he doesn't get enough credit for that he does he doesn't do the hollywood cookie cutter you know formula you know bullshit you know, he has a vision and he puts it out there, right or wrong. You know, sometimes we end up with the happening, you know, but other times we end up with the unbreakable or, you know, uh, signs or something like that, mm-hmm. Sixth Sense. So um, I just wanted more for David. I just, I mean, that's really it. You know, I wanted more for David. One other thing that got to me, though, and maybe they explained it somewhere in the movie. So in the ward, they're keeping Wendell at bay by the lights yeah. and triggering, triggering his personalities, mm-hmm. you know, by switching him off, you know, and on and everything. Why couldn't Wendell close his eyes so he wouldn't see the lights? Or wrap his head in a fucking pillowcase? <sighs> like he's know. an intelligent character. It just feels like if Why that's the only just thing... turn around and walk backwards? Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, I mean, I'm willing to let it go, I guess, but it just feels like you've got to give me something else, a reason why he couldn't, like, Well, you think they would have just lined all the walls with Uh lights as well, not just one area, but... Yeah, but, like, even then, all you have to do is have a thick bed sheet and, like, tie it around your fucking head and you can't see, and he just has to make a run for it. So anything I say would just be coming up with excuses (laughs) 
at this point. I'm, but I'm wrong, willing. But... I'm willing to look past it. But it, I was like, did I miss something where he can't like close his eyes here? You know, I don't know. It just it felt like such an easy thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but whatever. And it's not like he's not an intelligent character where he wouldn't be able to figure that out. One of those personalities should be able to figure that out. Mm. So, um, fucking. McAvoy? James McAvoy? Yes. James McAvoy is phenomenal in this movie. Mm-hmm. The way that he's just mastered all those personalities, he feels so comfortable now with them, and how he's able to, like, click on and off between personalities, like, mid-scene. Holy shit. I mean, that's not easy to do. No. I can't. And, and each personality feels real, too. Like, it feels like a fully formed character. Yes. So I mean, I, I mean, he was impressive in you know Split, but this movie, just like how fast he was moving, was just intense. So, my God, my hats completely off to James McAvoy. Impressive. Um, directing wise, man, they fucking make you feel every time Glass gets hurt. Yes, like it. Unbreakable did a good job, but this movie, when he gets just like crunched in the chest, it, you feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, yeah. When Wendell goes after you mm. know uh, Glass at the end, um, do you feel like Glass knew that was going to happen? That reveal. Yeah, I think he, he did. He made like a statement, like not now, but it feels like he knew that was going to come mm. down the line somewhere. Um, yeah, man. Like so much. There's so much I love about this movie. It's just that third act that just I don't know. I don't know, man. Because um, it. it yeah, I was loving the shit out of this thing. I'm not going to lie, like, through the entire... Like, especially that first act. Everything we got with David and his son and mm-hmm. just the hunts. Like, I just... I almost wanted more of that, I think. Um, you know, and not that I didn't like the stuff that was going on in the ward, you know, um, when they were locked up. Because that was one of my fears, too. Like, like they were to start off the movie locked up and everything that we were seeing kind of in the trailers were all, like, flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't the case, you know, we got to see where David was and, you know, you know, I, that it was, it was nice to see that he was still out there, you know, as a vigilante, as a hero and everything, um, all these years later. So I, I really dug that. But yeah, I mean, M. Night does not play it safe. No. You know, it's definitely <laughs> got a lot of people divided about this movie. Mm. Um, you know, I critically i think it's getting slammed but then yeah, like it has like a 33 percent like audience wise it's you know i think in the high 70s so i don't know man i don't know i, I i'm gonna have to agree with the audience on this one because it's definitely a movie that i can't wait to see again it's a movie that stuck with me um you know even though it has a complicated ending i enjoyed it um i don't know about the the like the survivors, you know, David Dunn's son, you know, um, what's her name? Uh, what's the, I can't think the of her name. Split. The girl from Split. We'll just call the girl from Split, which I thought she had a great performance, too. Mm. Um, although it was a little weird for me, like her being so sympathetic to Wendell. You know, I know that it, she felt like she reached to, like, actually Wendell. She mm. got to Wendell and everything like that. And she feels like she owes him I would have liked to have seen her be a little bit more fearful of the beast. Yes. She was a little like, I'm ready to help him no matter what throughout the entire film. And I just, I don't know. I didn't see enough fear in her. 
felt like she was kind of suffering from a little like Stockholm syndrome mm-hmm. to me. Um, but it made it interesting. I just don't know about them like at the train station at the end of the movie, like holding hands when they kind of like unleash the footage onto every like to everyone. Like I, it just felt like a bit much to me. Yeah, that was a little that was a little cheesy, but but it just it too like. Are you celebrating Glass? Are you celebrating his achievements? Like, I would have been fine if it was just his mom who had received it and sent it out. And would would David's son really want it? Yes, exactly. I don't know. You know, that's the thing. And maybe if there was that scene where, like, David and Glass come to some kind of terms and they realize... He realizes what Glass is trying to do at the end, you mm-hmm. know, and somehow helps him or something. I don't know, you know. Maybe I'd be able to deal with that more. But overall, I did really enjoy this movie. Mm. You know, and I, I obviously have huge gripes, but I thought this is what I want from a film where it got you to think, you know. It's not a simple ending. It's complicated. Um, you know, and like I said, it stuck with me. For like the whole weekend, I was trying to figure out, you know, how I felt. It, it was a lot to digest. It really. Was. I just think it was so outside that superhero cookie cutter. Yeah. That I just it helped me fall in love with it more. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think if it came out last year, it would have been in my top five. Okay. Well, so. we'll see if it stays in your top five. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot the end of, the of year. fucking big movies, and yes, we're about to talk about. You them. Do the math. <laughs> There's 28 movies we've previewed for this year. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> We'll be spending a lot of time in the theater this year. Twenty nineteen yes. is all about the movies. So, well, before we go, five stars. Are you asking me yes. for a rating? Out of, out of or five are you stars. telling me that you're giving it five out stars? Out of five stars, I'm asking. I'm gonna say three and a half. Yeah, so no, I'm gonna say four. Okay. All right. All right. Check it out. Yes. You know, let us know how you feel about it. So. <laughs> It really is one of those movies that are just like dividing audiences. Absolutely. So. And now, our feature presentation. All right, man, it's time. It's the 2019 Blockbuster Preview Show. Yes. And there is a shitload of movies <laughs> coming out. Now, last episode, we did our 2019 horror movie preview yeah, show. We tried to tackle that shit. <laughs> oh my god. 16 movies. Thank God for anyone who sat through all yes, of Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and you're welcome if you did. Oh yes. You're welcome. Uh, but of course. <laughs> this week we only have 12. Yes. Right? Um, 12 huge movies that are coming out this year. We're going to be in the movie theater a lot in 2015. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I am too because I'm you know looking at the list that we have this you know this week I'm actually pretty excited for about like seventy percent of these mm-hmm. movies. So, and there's plenty of years where I, I can give a shit. Like I'm like, okay, I want to see maybe one or two. You know, I'll wait. You know, for Blu-ray mm-hmm. for the others. But this, I mean, I, I'll probably be at the theater first weekend on a lot of these. Exactly. So. I mean, each year has proven to get bigger and better with these films, and I mean, this year just looks fucking massive. Yes, um, and you know, once again, this is mostly nerd genre shit. Yes. So you know, if there's any other movies that we missed, too fucking bad. <laughs> the show's called The Amazing Nerd Show. So. <laughs> it's got our names in it. Yes, damn it. that's right. So you get your own goddamn podcast. <laughs> All right. So first movie up is The Joker. 
And we are not going in any kind of fucking order. No. You know, we did that last episode, but screw it. October 4th, 2019, um, fall movie. Um, this is probably one of my like most anticipated movies of the year. Uh, everything that I've seen so far looks amazing to me. Hmm. Um, this is directed by Todd Phillips, um, and it is starring Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, do you want to read the blurb? A failed stand-up comedian is driven insane and becomes a psychopathic murderer. Yes, so to me, right off the bat, they're doing the killing joke. Yes. But everything we've seen doesn't seem like they're doing the killing joke. No. And maybe it's just their <laughs> own version of the killing joke story, um, which is... I'm just, assuming it's just an adaptation. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's going to follow that theme at mm. least, um, but it... Man, I, I just love everything that I've seen so far. And, I mean, you want to talk about leaks. This movie is leaking. Like, crazy. Like, I mean, mm. the footage that... I don't know if it's on purpose or whatever. Because, you know, like, some of the stuff that we've talked about in the news um, over the past, like, couple months. Like, some of the footage that they've, like, leaked out. I'm like, this looks like, you know, like, studio, like, <laughs> prepped footage. I'm like, how did they get their hands on this? And who's, like, sitting there with a fucking, you know, camera and <laughs> Well, no it's been said that they're not working, like, on a lot of closed sets. So it's basically, like, they're out at, like, restaurants or out at, like, different locations just filming. And, and they're just, like, and whatever. people are, of course, everyone's recording. They've got the worst fucking security crew, though. <laughs> Apparently I so. I mean, it's insane. Um, so, but, yeah, man. I mean, I love everything. I love the look of the Joker. Mm. Um, I like the concept that they're going for. I think it's interesting that it's going to be taking place in the 80s. I know people were kind of like shitting their pants because, you know, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's age, the fact that they casted a young Bruce Wayne um, in this movie. They're like, well, you know, the Joker can't be in his like 60s fighting Batman. Who fucking cares? They're telling a story. First of all, you know, Hollywood, everyone pretends Mm. to be 20 years younger in most of these movies. You'll have four year olds playing, you know, 20 year olds. You know, it's fine. You know, who cares? I just think it's the Marvel mentality at this point where it's. They're expecting this to be, you know, canon in with another universal type film. You know, how do they explain yes. Batman being young and Joker being old going forward? Yes. It's this is this is definitely going to be a standalone film. Yes, absolutely. It's not tying into anything. Mm. Um, I don't think you're gonna get like sequels out of this movie no. and everything. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I really like everything that's going on. It looks really like, you know, avant garde a mm. lot of the like footage that we've seen. Um, but yeah, I mean, and Joaquin Phoenix, I mean, I feel like he's going to bring his A-game to this movie. Just kind of like what we've seen performance-wise from him yes. in all the leagues. And even like the little, like, you know, teaser trailer that they just like released on us out of nowhere. Uh, I think it was almost like four or five months ago. Yeah. Which is insane. So, um, but uh, yeah. It feels like he's carving out his own version of the Joker rather than, you know, it feels like a lot of people's worries was it feel like Heath Ledger or he might feel more like jack nicholson like they don't want it's like hard. another it's really hard because there's been hmm. such like iconic performances now attached to that character almost every single one has been iconic yes really honestly if you look at that except for you know mr douchebag yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too harsh it's not he's a great him. he's a great actor so but i just can't handle that performance at all hmm. at all so um but yeah, no, I you've got Robert De Niro in this movie. 
Um, you have Thomas Wayne in this movie, and it seems like that's going to be kind of like Joker's like antagonist, um, mm-hmm. you know, for lack of a better term, um, and not knowing shit about what actually is going on in this movie. But they kind of... Um, Basically, the way that they're, you know, really, like, summarizing the character is that he is, like, um, you know, a Wall Street, typical, like, Wall Street, you know, pompous um, billionaire, Mm -hmm. you know, very 80s, you know, very much like uh, Michael Douglas's character in Wall Street. Mm -hmm. So, um, it sounds like he's going to be, like, his, like, main antagonist in this movie. And we've seen, like, in some of the shots that were leaked where, like, people have, like, it seems like protest signs Mm -hmm. with, like, the Wayne name on it. So, um, I don't know. And it it feels like, to me, Joaquin Phoenix is, like, kind of leading a a movement or something like that, you know, so... And I mean, that's the Joker, though, too. Like, you know, he's an anarchist. So, and he somehow always has these followers. Mm. Um, so, it makes sense. I mean, there's that weird scene where he's, like, running down the street that we've yeah, seen. And he runs into someone with his face paint on. Yes, yes. So, he's got some kind of, like, cult following going on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we don't know much else about this movie. <laughs> and, uh, do you want to know more? No. And I, I, I hope that's it for the leaks. Mm. You know, I'm one who, you know, I talk out of both sides of my mouth where, like I say, I don't want to see tons of trailers, but if it, there's a trailer, I have to watch mm. it. So I just hope that, you know, they kind of, I don't know, clean that shit up and <laughs> enough with the leaks and I don't need a billion trailers you know, and if they do, I hope they do it like Marvel style or Star Wars style where you just get what they want you to know. You know, at this point, you know, Marvel and Star Wars are showing you like, you know, they take and cut apart like the first like 15 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's all you're seeing kind of recycled in all the trailers and teasers. So I'm hoping it's more in that vein because um, I really I want it to be fresh when I'm sitting down in the theater and be surprised and not know every beat that I'm going to see up on the screen. So, because that's a lot of times, you know. I mean, even sitting in, uh, I mean, not to go down this road over and over again, mm-hmm. sitting in Aquaman, uh-huh. I was waiting for certain scenes to show up. Because you've I seen so much of the footage. Yeah. You saw so much of the footage. So you're anticipating scenes. And it's really nice, too, like how some of the movie studios, they've smartened up to that. Mm-hmm. And they'll flip, you know, scenes in and out of the movie or switch up dialogue just to throw off fans which is great you know Deadpool did that a lot Deadpool 2 where there was like some like major scenes that we saw over and over again in the trailer but they switched out the punchlines you know to keep it fresh and you know surprise the audience and I thought that worked a lot that was an interesting choice by uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet one of the like main like joke scenes that were in the trailer turned out to just be the end credit scene oh okay it was just a a nice little touch and they make sure that you know this too like oh were you waiting for something like they actually point it out and then they bring it out on okay the screen. that's us <laughs> why didn't we why didn't we review that movie i didn't i don't know Christian, didn't, for me it didn't feel <laughs> you have a podcast that reviews movies i don't think i felt like it was that's worth content it. man <laughs> <laughs> was it the shits it wasn't it just tried to do too much okay it, We're not going to do a full review now. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Work with me. I am working with you. 
we're getting an Alfred in this movie. Apparently, I didn't even realize. I'm just, like, scrolling down mm-hmm. the IMDb uh, list. Yeah, Douglas Hodge. Yes, yes. Know nothing of him, but that's interesting. I'm sure he's just with Thomas Wayne. Mm. So, um, I'm curious to see what De Niro's role is in this. He's kind of playing, like, a game show host or a talk show host. Yes, I've been saying that he's a mentor figure. Okay. All right. And it feels like, just from the footage that we see, like, I don't know if Joaquin Phoenix is part of, like, a kid's show or you know like trying out for a kid's show it seems like he's like a professional clown or something because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like different like footage of him in various different like clown costumes so um i don't know i don't know what the hell's going on in this movie but i'm you know definitely buying into it so because yes. um, a lot of people were complaining right off the bat like you know the joker doesn't need a fucking origin story and you know my argument is the joker already had an origin <laughs> story <laughs> If you know anything about comics, and yes, it it's up in the air whether or not any of those events happened mm. in Killing Joke, um, you know, with his backstory, but still. And that's what you could leave this movie open to, you know, but it's not connected to anything, so it doesn't fucking matter. I mean, just, I think a lot of those people, because I was one of those people who was just like uh-huh. thinking, I don't need them to over-explain who he is, I don't need them to make me sympathize for this character too much. Mm-hmm. Even, like, even with um, the Killing Joke. In the end, I didn't fully sympathize with his character, even though, he, yeah, he'd been through some terrible shit. Yeah. But I, I still know... I sympathize with him. It was horrible. <laughs> but I understand the, what you're the saying. The evil that came after yes. that was way more excessive than yes. the experiences. Yes, I agree. But yeah, no, you <laughs> definitely, you know, when you know they're showing you that backstory mm. and he's this down-on-his-luck comedian who's taking this heist job to provide for his family... And, you know, he's about to, like, go on this job and he finds out his wife and, you know, child has died in a horrific accident. Mm. It's hard not to sympathize for him. And then he's forced into doing the heist, you know, and that's when shit goes wrong. Mm. So, I mean, yes, the monster that it creates does (laughs) not, like, oh, you can't justify what he becomes, Mm. but... You know, it's hard not to feel sorry for him. In Either that way, chapter. it's just a fucking well done story. It is, it is, and that's another thing. Like, I'm glad that it's not a retelling of that story because we've seen with what they did with the animated project, it's hard to do. Which you think would just be like a perfect retelling, but yeah, they decided to fuck with that. You know, give you know Batgirl and you know Bruce a relationship, and I don't know what the hell they were thinking. They just um, wanted you to have more for Batgirl when that shit started to happen. But it was too much. They're, they could have done a different scene. So, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> let's not review that movie too. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely don't need an in-depth, like, you know, character study, you know, from this. Um, but I don't mind a character piece, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. And we also, we have speculated on this show as well that Maybe this ends with him killing Bruce Wayne's parents. And I don't, personally, I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. I don't know. We've seen it before mm-hmm. in, you know, Tim Burton's Batman, basically. So, um, it'd be full circle. Mm-hmm. I don't, like I said, I don't think you're getting a fucking sequel. I don't think there's going to be a Batman movie coming out of this. Um, so, if that's how they decide to have this, you know, the circle of life happen in this movie, whatever, you know. So... I don't think you're seeing. I, just, I feel like in this movie. it's too obvious, too easy. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe change it up a little bit in some way. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm you know, sure. have one of his henchmen go do it or something. And I'm this is, I like, mean, this is also, I mean, 
Scorsese is still attached to this mm. as a producer, and they're kind of downplaying his name now. Um, but I mean, if his name's attached to it, I feel like the script's quality. You know, he's got to believe in the project to mm. be attached to, to have that name attached to the movie. So um, I don't know shit about Todd Phillips. I know he did like a hang the Hangover movies. I think yeah. So um. right away, that kind of like <laughs> you know, because at first when it all leaked, you remember it was all about Scorsese yes. and then they just like you know kind of like out of the side of the mouth like and Tom Phillips and you know people are like wait what the hangover guy um but I don't know I don't know and he Todd Phillips actually did write the screenplay along with Scott Silver mm-hmm. so you know this is his baby but I mean if he's got like Scorsese's blessing that has to say a lot so um but yeah yeah that's that's the Joker movie yes. man um, next up is a movie that we kind of talked about last week because we got the trailer, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. You're all alone. Your friends are in trouble. What are you going to do about it? Peter Parker goes on a school trip to Europe with his friends while abroad he is uh, recruited by Nick Fury to team up with Mysterio to battle the Elementals. Now, that's just the blurb for IMDb. Yes, which could be, like, fan-ridden, right? Yeah. Is that how I- IMDb works? Mm. It's not as bad as Wikipedia, but no. it's but... close, right? <laughs> Very close. Now, it has been speculated that what we saw in the trailer, we did see different creatures that mm-hmm. he was kind of battling. Um, we saw someone, it seemed like, made out of earth or sand, if you will. So people right away were like Sandman, at least I was. Um, we saw someone, you know, water-based, so right away I'm thinking, you know, as a Spider-Man fan, I'm thinking Hydro-Man, um, you know, and so was a lot of people. And then we also saw, like, someone with fire and, you know, Molten Man mm-hmm. was someone that was heavily rumored for a while with this movie. Um, what we're hearing though is they might have gone a different route and they might be using like these really like obscure fucking d-list marvel characters um and i'm wondering if that's just you know if they're even really characters because once again he's facing against facing off against mysterio and i know the blurb says that he's teaming up with mysterio but Rest assured, it's just Mysterio being fucking Mysterio. Yeah, the blurb can go fuck off. Rest. <laughs> Running a, a scam, as always. Uh-huh. So, um, and I was speculating last episode whether or not it's even Nick Fury. You know, if it's just Mysterio fucking with Peter. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's some kind of setup, if those characters aren't even really there, and that's why they're choosing, like, these generic versions mm. of these characters. I still don't think they're bold enough to do the Nick Fury thing. That's a nice move, though, right? It's a, it's a great move. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. So, um, But yeah, uh, also, I loved everything I saw from the trailer. Mm. Um, you know, I, it reminded me how much I loved the first movie. You know, and that there's been so much out since then, and it was only like a year and a half ago, so I've kind of forgotten about it. But I was like, God damn, I really loved that first movie. I actually went back and watched it. I was like, holy shit, this is a good fucking movie. Mm. I mean, I, I think I talked about last week, that whole scene between Peter and, you know, Michael Keaton in the car. Just classic Spider-Man. There's so much that they did right in that movie, just catching, you know, the tone mm. of, you know, Spider-Man and, you know, his whole mythos. So, and really, you know, who Peter is. So, uh, I'm I'm happy 
that this is a thing <laughs> that we're getting a absolutely, sequel absolutely. um this you know soon after um mysterio looked amazing they went fishbowl man they, they went, went full fishbowl, full fishbowl. holy <laughs> shit that's great because we were worried too that mm. it was going to be him with his mask off. I'm sure he doesn't have that mask on for a no, long it's period of time. They want, they want yes, that yes, time. he's pretty, so they <laughs> want his face on screen. Fair enough. You know, I love me some Donnie Darko. I'm cool with that. But uh, yeah, he's doing in other movies. What? No, fuck. He'll he'll always be Donnie Darko to me. Okay, I don't care how many Oscar nominations he gets. He's Donnie fucking Darko. Mm. So, um, and Frank the Bunny is, you know, not far behind, you know, if you ask me. So, but yeah, I don't know, man. John Watts is attached. You know, he's directing this film. Yeah, he, he directed the first one. So I like that continuity right yes. off the bat. This is going to come almost like, what, like a month or two after? Two yeah, months I, after? Two months after, yeah. After Avengers Endgame. So, and we'll see how that lines up. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It really doesn't, and I feel like, I feel like continuity wise, they can play with it a mm. lot. Uh, we were discussing, uh, so me and my girlfriend are gonna try to watch all the Marvel films before Avengers. Oh, that's um, insanity! Yeah, and we were trying to discuss: do we do it based off of timeline, or do we do it based off releases? I went with just let's just fucking watch. Well, it does the timeline order. differentiate a lot uh, by the releases, though? I feel like not really. Yeah, it should kind of work out. It should be cohesive where it kind of fits I'd rather together. watch Iron Man first than Captain America. Well, Captain America ends up in present day afterwards, mm-hmm. so it depends on what you're trying to like play with. I think there's You like could stop the movie, <laughs> <laughs> then watch Ca- uh, uh-huh. Iron Man, and then... Oh god, it'd be like the Hulk. You'd have to do I'm going to skip the Hulk. Are you going to skip the Hulk? I don't think I need I to I didn't think that. the Hulk was bad. It's not that it's bad. I just... What does it do to the rest of for the rest of the universe yeah they didn't really take much out of the hulk right i think mm-hmm. thunder that guy the what, guy who plays thunderbolt is in you what know, else does like um carries over is there any mention of the hulk in most of the other films what do you mean of the actions that happen in that film um when they come across banner in the avengers you know okay, he's on the run that. still so you know, so his, that continuity does match up to the Hulk film. But without that, I can still say, hey, the Hulk's been on the run. What yeah, oh, I you'd be fine. Exactly. Yeah, you'd be fine. But you could say that with, like, I mean, are you going to watch fucking Thor Dark World? I, yeah, because I, I don't remember a lot that happened in that. I just okay. remember the fucking... Okay, I warned you. <laughs> <laughs> I left liking that film a lot. Really? Other people. You like that film? Not, I don't love it, but I did like it. All right, you're time. off the show. <laughs> So if anyone's interested in podcasting with me next week. <laughs> no, no. No, that's fine, man. Two each is own. Mm. That's cool. I get it. Not really, but anyway. I liked uh, it way better than the first one. You thought you liked it better than the first one? Yes. Really? Okay. I didn't love the first one by any means, but I, I could deal with the first one. I, I thought it was a decent origin story for him. I just felt like it was a nothing film. Like I didn't feel like anything happened. And like I felt like nothing mattered long run i mean film. it starts to really explain the infinity stones and stuff like that how they affect yeah I can't. well let's not okay once again we're reviewing movies that are five years old <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about 2019 god damn it uh 
what the hell movie are we talking we're about? We're talking now? about Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man, yeah. We're going to see it. It's going to be awesome. Yes. <laughs> Whatever, moving on. We talked about it enough last episode. <laughs> all right, uh, another film that we're going to be talking about is... Hold the... on, hold on, is Tony dead? Yes, I, I say this every week. Tony is dead. He's Cap retired. Dead. He's retired. <laughs> I'm going for double death. Double death. I like it, but I don't. I don't think they have the balls to do that. I think they have the balls to do it and one, then bring him back. Maybe one. one. Oh, they could bring him back. Yeah, it is comics. Exactly. Even if it's on film, it's comics still. So I feel like Tony's retired. I feel like Tony's retired. Cat might be dead though. <laughs> yeah, and they'll definitely bring his ass back. Oh yeah. So as evil cat. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's fucking Nazi cap. <laughs> Those bastards. All right, so what do we got next, Christian? Next, we have Alita Battle Angel. I'm not your daughter. I don't know what I am. I do. You have the most advanced weapon ever. But that's just a shell. It's not bad or good. That part's up to you. action-packed story of one young woman's journey to discover the truth of who she is and her fight to change the world. So, I'll be honest. I had never heard of this movie mm. until a week ago, till you literally said, well, we're gonna have to review or preview <laughs> Alita Battle Angel. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Some anime bullshit? <laughs> Thinking it was literally like an anime film. Mm. And then, you know, I watched the trailer. I was like, holy shit, this looks really fucking cool. Like, I, I, I would like to see this movie mm. in the theater. I feel like this is a movie you have to see in the theater. Um, just everything that we we're seeing visually, like effect-wise and everything. Um, can you give us any kind of, like, background on it? Well, I mean, for the last, like, four or five years, I've been hearing, you know, hey, they're going to be doing this film... They're going to put a lot of money behind it. It's going to be all CGI. They would show, like, images and stuff. And I was like, okay, I don't, I don't care. It's all CGI. And this is all, this is produced by James Cameron. Yes. And, you know, it, James Cameron's attached to it. You know it's going to have crazy-ass CGI because mm. he's not going to put his name on something that has less than, you know, quality work. No, apparently, yeah. This is a project he's wanted to do for 20 years. Um, and he dropped it because he, of course, doing fucking Avatar Oh, two God. through 15 does anyone so, want to see those no, movies no i don't want to at least <laughs> jesus christ um, um robert rodriguez picked it up because he's also a huge fan of the stories and it's another reason i got excited mm. when i saw his name i was like this makes perfect sense you know he can definitely do a movie like that and seeing how like stylized it is exactly um you know i mean he did fucking sin city um he's one of my favorite directors so and he i love how he does action so um i really he always brings something new to the table mm -hmm. it's always something that you haven't seen there's just little nuances that he does so I'm, i can't think of a like high budgeted cgi film that he's worked on though well sun city was pretty high budget but would you say that's like there's a lot of practical effects in that but would you say there's a ton of like cgi because i can't think of like a big cgi action piece if you film. think of if you think of, well, I mean, <laughs> let's go down the road to Spy Kids. Because okay. Spy Kids is him, you know, and that True. for the time, you know, I, I does play. Yeah. 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 I mean, he had his own little franchise going there. I don't think he did the 3D one, did he? I don't know. I'm I don't know. I mean, this is a guy coming from Desperado <laughs> mm -hmm. and, you know, Dust Till Dawn. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so he, I mean, 
he does like you know big action movies because those movies have plenty of actions but uh, sin city man i mean that was an undertaking Mm -hmm. and just like how stylized that movie is and everything like that i could definitely line it up where it makes sense for him to be in this movie um directing this movie i don't think that it doesn't make sense for him to direct Mm -hmm. it i just think this is interesting to see him behind such a fucking labor of a film it has a 200 million dollar budget exactly. so I, i'm guessing that's probably the biggest budget he's ever dealt with i can't imagine him having well it looks film. like money fucking well spent because i don't know if you've seen the trailers as mm-hmm. it's just crystal so far yeah especially like this character is 100 percent cgi mm-hmm. it turns out while it is mo-capped and there is an actress that's behind it mm-hmm. it's still like um all the work that i mean she's done a ton of mocap work for it but the amount of CGI to put that character and make it that photorealistic is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, if James Cameron's attached to mm. it, you know that they've got the highest quality CGI out there. So, and I'm not surprised it's been in the works for years. Yes. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it just looks like a fun, like, action movie. Now, do you know anything about, like, the property that it's based on? I have never read the books. Okay. Um, Are they, like, considered, like, classics? Um, yeah, they're definitely up there. Uh, okay. What's it called? Um, they they kept all the sets, by the way, and they are making them uh, like interactive experiences so that people can visit them like in Texas and Hollywood and somewhere else. Oh, really? Yeah. Did they shoot a lot of the film into, or they moved it to Texas? I guess they just moved the set pieces out. Interesting. Okay. That's but, you know, cool. anything that's like fucking dystopian, future, um, cyberpunk, I'm always usually behind it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And people will show up too mm-hmm. if this is a big hit. You know, people are going to. This gives me a lot of uh, Ready Player One vibes as well. It did do that, and I don't know if it's just because of the style of it, mm-hmm. but I feel like definitely the CGI. I I don't know looked better to me in yeah. this, and not saying shit against Ready Player One. Um, I didn't even see the fucking movie, <laughs> but um, that felt very much like a video game. Yes, you know, um, most of the time, any, any trailer I saw where this looks like, like you have to double glance. You know, at the main character, because at first I didn't even notice like her eyes mm. at first, and then I'm like looking at her, I was like, "Oh, wait a second. I was like, "Oh shit, she <laughs> she is a CGI character," because um, it is so crisp and it's mm-hmm. so clean looking. Um, you know, and that's always my thing with CGI is I usually can tell right away that that character's not there. You know, especially when they create a whole character around it, but like her movements and everything and all the action sequences. It feels like there's a person behind it. So, you know, that's a huge bonus, um, you know, in a film like this. So, um, I don't know much about the story. They've got a hell of a cast, though. Yeah, you know, um, Christoph Waltz was the first one I noticed because that was the first trailer I saw. Phenomenal actor. <laughs> yes. Phenomenal actor. So, uh, Glorious Bastards, Django. Mm. I mean, the guy knocks out of the park in every movie he's in, so... Um, he's gonna be like the main human actor you see throughout the film yes he seems like he's like the father figure Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, we got jennifer connelly we have michelle rodriguez uh lana condor uh jackie earl haley yes uh, casper van dean (laughs) really yes holy shit i I, every time i see his name it's just right away starship troopers (laughs) right away has he done anything since Starship Troopers that you know of? <laughs> um, he was in an online short that I am aware of. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I will ask you: Has he done anything since Starship Troopers? No. <laughs> maybe Star. Maybe Starship Troopers two or maybe. three. <laughs> I haven't seen those. 
Nice. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, it, it's quite a cast. Yes. Quite a cast. Quite a cast, quite a director, quite a budget. <laughs> yeah. We're going to see what we get. So, my concern for it mm-hmm. is, like, I, I haven't heard much, much buzz. Yeah. You know, like, and I haven't seen much marketing. And I don't, you know, I don't travel the same channels that you do. I know you do a lot of anime and everything like that and a lot of video game shit. So, I mean, are you seeing more than I am? No, I'm seeing about the same amount. I see it in movie theaters quite often, but beyond that, I I feel like this movie will be more of a sleeper hit if it is successful. Like, it will start off slow and come up, but... Word of mouth type deal. Which, usually when you have a $200 million, you know, budget... There's a huge like promotional department like behind it. I don't know if they're resting on just names being big enough to push I don't it, know, but man, I mean, it's the modern day of mm-hmm. the internet, so it feels so easy to like really promote, especially a movie like this. It just worries me that like the studio might not be putting that much money into a promotional campaign mm-hmm. if they don't really believe in it for some reason. They're just putting it out to put it out at this point to please Cameron, maybe. But um, I hope they're wrong, you know. Mm. <laughs> hope and I mean, God knows what what the fuck do the studios now have time? So because there has been you know good like critical buzz coming out of the movie at least. So I mean, at least even if it does doesn't necessarily do well in the box office, I feel like if it is you know just a well made movie that you know fans really enjoy, it will become like one of those cult classics, you know. And nowadays. It's not even all about the box office nowadays. There's so many different ways to get your money back, um, so we'll, we shall see though. And this comes out uh, February fourteenth. Yeah, so just it's just a, right around the corner. Uh, it is Warner Brothers that's helping push out the film. Oh Lord! So oh Jesus! If that, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure I looked it up before I mentioned because I thought it was Warner Brothers who has the. Oh God, no! All right, <laughs> the publishing rights for it. So. <laughs> So it's dead to rights. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> At least advertisement-wise. Um, all right, man. So what do we get next? Uh, next we have John Wick. Do you expect him to make it out? A $14 million bounty on his head. Everyone in the city wants a piece of it. I say the odds are about even. Doc, five seconds. John Wick, excommunicado, in effect, in three, two... And away we go. And I have not seen John Wick or John Wick 2. Which is a true shame. So, take it away, Christian. (laughs) Super assassin John Wick Keanu Reeves is on the run after killing a member of the International Assassins Guild. Spoiler. Um, And with $14 million price tag on his head, he is the target of hitmen and women everywhere. So, John Wick has this pretty much universe of, like, assassins, kind of this whole underground network and everything Mm -hmm. that's going on. They kind of just have this whole built... Pretty cool world. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know the gist mm. of the story. You know, like, it's, it's like, he's a hitman, someone does him wrong, 
and he's on this like revenge quest. Yes. Correct. Well, Someone and, kills his dog. Yes. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I know that much. Um, I'm not a huge Keanu Reeves fan, mm. so like right away I kind of stayed away from it. Um, I haven't forgiven him for Dracula from 1993, I think. So <laughs> I hold grudges. You can, you can get over. Yeah, it, nah. <laughs> that movie would have been like on my like top ten <laughs> horror movie list if it wasn't for Keanu Reeves' performance. So, but <sighs> that being said, you know I love him in Parenthood. Hmm. I love him in Bill and Ted's. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I I didn't see The Matrix for like two years. Literally two years. Everyone's yelling at me. <laughs> you haven't seen the fucking Matrix? I was like, no, I'm refusing. And I saw it, and it was good, you know. But at that point, like, I think Matrix 2 was out or mm. whatever, and that was a shit show. So, yeah. Just not a Keanu Reeves fan, man. Point Break. I like Point Break. Point Break's good. Yeah. I like Point Break. Fuck Speed, though. <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh, my God. <laughs> He's just the type of the actor that he just needs to choose his roles wisely because he always seems like the same guy, mm. you know, in every movie that he does. Well, if you like him being stoic, even fucking Dracula, <laughs> yes, if he's quiet and just killing people and just all, lines, yeah. that's that's great. That's all I need, <laughs> you know. So he does all the stunts himself, which is fucking oh nice. really? Like he does all the training for the guns and everything. He's got to be like fifty. 50 years old, right? Yeah, but I mean, that's what makes this film so much better is that they can get fucking up close with everything. That's awesome. That makes a big difference. Yeah, that does make a big difference. Now, that being said, I watched the trailer and the trailer looks amazing. Hmm. You know, when they have that, like, fucking biker gang, you know, behind him and they all pull out fucking samurai swords. (laughs) Yes. So, I'm definitely, I mean, I want to watch the first two movies now. Hmm. Like, after... The part three trailer sold me on the first two movies, basically. <laughs> I was like, I need more of this in my life. Hmm. I mean, it's just nonstop action that's going on in that trailer. Yes. I would say the second one slowed down a little bit. Okay. Because they're just trying to like explain a little bit more about the world. But you still get it. You're still getting tons of action. Hmm. This one seems to be just 100% action. Because he broke rules in the last one, so now he is the target of everyone. So yes. he's just going to be fucking running. I think it's... Literally, I think what we see in that trailer is like pretty much the start. Because there's like some weird countdown going on. It looks like underground. He's friends with the guy who makes the phone call that um, puts out the hit on him and everything. So yeah, like, so he's got I'm a... giving you a second before you can start. Okay, so he's a price on his head, and yeah. now he's on the run. So okay, okay. So I mean, I love a good like revenge movie and everything like that. But I mean, this seems like they're taking his story a little mm. further. Um, cool, man. Uh, maybe I'll just fucking sit down and marathon John Wick, you know, when this comes <laughs> out. <laughs> so this is coming out May 17th. You know, there's a lot of movies coming out those, you know, like the months of spring. Like, it's uh, crazy. Apparently Haley Berry had to learn how to train dogs for this film. And she trained the two the dogs that you see in the trailer. Why would she have to learn have how no to train idea. the dogs? She actually went out and learned to train dogs. So maybe her character focuses mostly around these dogs. Awesome to be like an actor, an actress, and like paid (laughs) to do these things. Like, oh, I have to learn to do kung fu so Mm. I can just go to a dojo for a year. And, you know, that's my job. And, you know, become a fucking ninja. Like, (laughs) you know, pretty cool. So, um, all right. Well, moving on. What do we have, Christian? We have Detective Pikachu. (laughs) Did you just talk? Whoa. Did you just understand me? Oh my god, you can understand me! Stop! I've been so lonely! They try to talk to me all the time, all they hear is Pika Pika. Uh, you can hear him, right? 
Pika Pika. Yes. Pika Pika Pika. He's adorable. You're adorable. They can't understand me, kid. Can no one else hear him? I don't need a Pokemon. Period. Then what about a world-class detective? Because if you want to find your pops, I'm your best bet. We're gonna do this, you and me. Once again, take it away, Christian. <laughs> uh, in a world where people collect Pokemon to do battle, a boy comes across an intelligent talking Pikachu who seeks to be a detective. This is coming out May 10th. May 10th. So, like, back-to-back releases. Christian's in the theater. In the fucking theater. <laughs> Opening day. What was it? I did that uh, for December. It was, like, week after week. It was just another movie. And this movie, once again, just felt like it came out of nowhere. We All of a sudden, there's a trailer. And, hmm. and everyone's, like, There was, like, talks by studios. And it's been, like, in studio hell for a while. But, but... it didn't feel like they were in production or anything. No, like, no yeah. one was really talking about it heavily, you know? And Fucking Pokemon's still, like, a big thing. Like, mm. kids still love Pokemon. So I was surprised by that. They were able to keep it under wraps. Um, but were you a Pokemon kid? No. Okay. Digimon? Um, I did love Digimon, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh! were definitely my shows. Yu-Gi-Oh! Beyblades there well, we go. Which has made a resurgence for some reason. They all, It all does. Yeah. It all comes full circle. <laughs> They're still making Transformers, and I'm still buying them. So... <laughs> So it all comes back, but um, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I I I I won't be seeing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like who's who framed Roger Rabbit to me, um, with better effects, you know? Maybe I hate Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's like one of those films that a lot of people love, and I just don't like. It. Do do a lot of people love that movie? Yes, people praise the hell out of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. From like a technical standpoint, no. From a just film like really? a story, it's okay. I think I've seen it like twice. It's I don't know. Movie. Maybe it's just like it was a big deal. It, it was a big deal when it came out. Mm-hmm. It was, um, but it was just okay. Like it wasn't a movie that like oh I had to own on VHS or anything like that. So and I I think it was the novelty of seeing like the Disney characters and the Warner Brother characters you know mashed up together. Not that that's the whole film. Mm-hmm. But that was a big deal at the time. I remember that. Um, but yeah, otherwise, eh, it's okay. You know? So, I mean, if it's like that too much, uh, I, I get it. It's just like it's just putting your favorite show into a live action sense. I get that. I think it throws me off too. Like, Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu in this, and his voice coming out of yeah. like, Pikachu is just seems It works so for wrong. me for some reason. Really? I okay. enjoy like it, it, It's more humor that way. Is this is this PG thirteen? Um, I believe so. It's going to be PG thirteen. Okay, okay. So he can kind of toe the line mm-hmm. humor wise, but, but it's probably going to be a light. PG-13, yes, I'm guessing. If anything, now uh, the kid's name is is that Justin Smith? Uh, Justice Smith. Justice Smith. Yes. Okay. Because do you know anything else he's been in? Um, besides um, the Netflix series, um, the Get Down, not really. I was gonna say like that, that and dude, I did really enjoy him in the Get Down. So I was gonna just from the trailer, I was like, that dude looks like a star to me. Like he <laughs> looks like like I was like I was like, man, I could see this guy like playing like fucking Miles Morales. I could see mm-hmm. like you know 
was like, someone needs to like get him like you know under contract, you know from no, you know, he's not a bad actor. Anything like well, and his performance was well, you know, was good too. You know, you can't just be a handsome kid. You know, you've got to actually like be like. But just from like the small clips, it's like okay, well, I believe that he's talking to. I Pikachu. think um, <laughs> because the first half of that show was very well received, but the second half is just like people shit it all over it. Oh really? So ratings for that went right down and immediately got canceled after that. Okay. Um, so maybe that kind of hurt his momentum at that time, but yeah, he hasn't done too many big works. So this is going to be another big picture for him. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of exposure mm-hmm. and everything. So, um, like I said, I won't be seeing this movie. I'm sure Christian will review it for us yes, when it absolutely. comes out. <laughs> when did I say it was coming out? May 10th. May 10th. Man, it's going to be, like, I feel like weekends are just booked, you know, <laughs> to, yeah. to midsummer at this point. Um, ooh. Here's another movie that I'm going to be <laughs> debating whether or not I'm going to be I'm going to let you the read this blurb, though. Dark Phoenix. Charles. What did you do? I had to keep her stable. I protected her. From the truth? There's another word for that. I came looking for answers. You feel like you don't belong here. You don't. They can't begin to comprehend what you are. She's changing. And what? You didn't come here looking for answers. You came here looking for permission. All right. Jean Grey begins to develop incredible powers that corrupt and turn her into the Dark Phoenix. Now the X-Men will have to decide if uh, the life of the team member is worth more than all the people living in the world. Well, hopefully the strip writers did not write that blurb. <laughs> so, all of the people living in all of the world. Um, so, this was pushed back again. This was pushed back multiple times. We saw the trailer. We didn't think much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like instead of like, oh, we're going to tell a true, you know, uh, retelling of the Dark Phoenix comic, which is kind of what, as an X-Men fan, I was hoping for. They felt like they needed to do a retelling or reimagining of uh, X-Men Last Stand. Because it really felt like they were going, like, mm-hmm. for some reason they felt like they needed to keep those plot points in there. Um, you know, like, just like you're getting this kind of, like, dark and twisted, like, version of Jean. It looks like the, at least the trailer alludes to, like, her possibly killing her family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether or not it's an accident or not. But then she, like, turns on the X-Men, it looks like. Which is very much what happens at, you know, during Last Stand. Um, but that movie was literally you know the weakest point of all the franchise yes fox shitting the bed Mm -hmm. you know because i mean at that point x-men and you know x-men 2 were fantastic so um this was last stand was not directed by brian singer Mm -hmm. um and it just did not work on any level whatsoever for me um so that being said I was really disappointed when I saw this trailer because I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why do I feel like I've seen this movie? And it was only like 10 years ago. Um, why am I not, you know, in space? Why am I? Because it is a space saga, you know, um, the Dark Phoenix saga, mm-hmm. you know. It, 
you know, you, you're seeing alien races. It's a huge story and a big undertaking for them to try to do in one movie. Um, and I don't know, maybe they planned on this being a huge, you know, I don't know. You know, uh, two movie, three movie. But even arc. if me, even if what they showed us was all reshoots, it, it seems like they did not touch that whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, and maybe they're not showing us everything because there is, you know, speculation that you know. I think one of the main villains is actually an alien, um, but I don't feel like they're going to go the route that I want them to go. I want them to go full Claremont. Mm. You know, I want to see you know that story on the screen people in some version. You know, what... And this was their moment to do that. And I and, and I don't I'm not one of those comic book nerds who needs it like panel for panel. Mm. You know, and I I understand you're taking you know, a twelve issue arc or whatever and trying to put it into a you know, two hour movie. So you're not gonna get that. But you could give us somewhat of a faithful retelling of the story where you at least you get the themes down mm. and you get, you know, just I don't know, the characterization <laughs> this just feels like they're you know, covering the last stand, they're remaking the last stand, and I don't, I don't get it. Um, word on the street is not good, at least. You know, there's been leaks and everything like that from people who've actually seen the movie, like previewed the movie, mm-hmm. that you know, it's it's not going to be something that X fans are going to be talking about for years. It's going to be something that X fans are going to be trying to like kind of sweep under the rug. And truth be told. With everything that's going on right now between, you know, Marvel and Fox mm-hmm. and Disney and Fox, I just want this to be over with. You know, well, this, I want to see Kevin Foggy's version of the X-Men, mm. you know, and it sucks because I think if Age of Apocalypse didn't suck as much as it did, I would have been more excited for this and a little sad that this was the last chapter of that you know, mm-hmm. Universe's version of the X-Men. Because a lot of those movies were great, you know, and I enjoyed a lot of them. Um, but after Age of Apocalypse, I was like, okay, it felt like a cash grab to me, and it just felt like we didn't get a, you know, a quality movie. They did not do justice to that story arc. Um, and we've talked about that. We're yeah. not going to review a movie that was five years old again. <laughs> but I felt like that movie could have been told in two or three movies, you know. Um, Apocalypse did not get you know, the screen time that he deserved and he didn't get flushed out as, you know, the villain. Like, we didn't get mm-hmm. to know the character. And I feel like that's going to be the same here, you know, with the Dark Phoenix. So. They just didn't have long-term planning for any of this, uh, these films. Because that's something that they could have been building up to, something that they could have easily made almost like a Thanos-type character for them. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a movie that, like I said, I mean, that story... Mm. In you know those X Men books, fucking mattered, man. That that's a huge arc for the X Men and really defined the team for years and really grabbed a lot of fans. So I mean it's iconic. So if you're gonna like try to go to bat with that story, you got to do it right. And it feels like they're striking out twice here. No, it's, um, it's just the popcorn fun versions of these storylines. Yeah, and what what upsets me about it is since they're doing this story now. Mm. I feel like Foggy and, you know, Disney is not going to touch the story That's for a long time, you know. Um, well, I would have rather see, like, their version of the story, you know. I think you'll get there eventually, but... If you know, the, yeah, if they get... Come, come on, there's so many X stories that I could do. There's so no, much... but this is, like, one of the... Like, this is such an iconic storyline, mm. you know. It really is. So it's just disappointing as a fan. 
I'd like to see that team, you know, take on this epic story. So, but I mean, it is what it is, and maybe the movie's fantastic, and maybe mm. everyone's wrong, and you know, they go out on the right notes, and we're singing their praises, and we can actually like reminisce about you know the glory days of, mm. of the Fox X Men. But I don't know; it doesn't feel like that's going to be the case. And you know, we we talked about it at top. You know what's going on with the New Mutants? Um, you know that was originally going to be on this list, but mm. that seems to be a shit show too. So. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It feels like they're just like rushing these movies out there as a cash grab because they knew that the deal was kind yeah. of like no. Fox you know, wants pending. the money for this. Uh, they have, I mean, they've had this in the can for a while. Mm-hmm. Like this plan to do this. And now like Ryan Reynolds came out, I guess, or you know, who knows if it's an actual story or not, or if just like some like you know throwaway line in an interview that you know, obviously hundreds of sites reported on right away. He was talking about like Deadpool three is happening, and that you know it's going to be something completely different that you haven't seen before. And to me, it's like, well, does that mean it's just going to be Disney doing Deadpool? But it, you know, they have contract wise, Fox has like two months, you know, to get these movies in production, um, you know, before they have to pull the cord, you mm-hmm. know, on the whole thing. So technically, they could you know go into pre production, and we could get another Deadpool movie out of. Would you be interested in that? Or would you rather wait to see, you know, Disney's version of that? Which oh, sounds man. fucked up. <laughs> I mean, I think either way, I think Disney's not a fool. They're not going to get rid of Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. No. So I'm fine either way. My God, that'd be a huge... That'd be mm-hmm. like their biggest misstep ever. That would have been like if they had, you like, know, if that Jackman and Thor was Dark in World. the middle of, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So, I mean, I'm curious. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing them, like, end it. Like, it, it, like almost like a trilogy. You know, like, at least tell their story. And then we go to, you know, Disney and everything like that. And we get their version. I think that'd be kind of cool. But I felt like the sequel, you know, really kind of, like, lent itself to... Yeah. It opens up a complete door where he yes, because he fucks with time through time. Yes, and so it would make Marvel perfect continuity. sense. Yes, you know, and it'd be it would be jokes galore. So I, it, you know, it'd be fun if they did um, Deadpool kills the Marvel universe as his entrance into it. <laughs> that'd be hilarious <laughs> and awesome. They're not going to go that no, wrong. but but it would be, be fun. Awesome. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, but yeah, it'd be a great like what if story mm. at least. So. And, I mean, once you bring time travel in and he's going back and changing shit around, I mean, it's the perfect setup for them to jump to Disney at this point. So, I'm wondering, like, well, they had a thought of that, you know. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens, though. But he, will I you be seeing... I the, uh, the um, supporting cast, though. I'm fine if they change all that. What? With uh, Deadpool? I Who can, would you I can live without? I enjoyed Domino, though. Oh, no, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Domino was perfect. Who else was in the supporting cast, really? Um, Teenage Negasonic, Warhead, and... Colossus. Colossus, and... I like those are all Colossus, But you're not going to see Colossus with, you know... Yeah. Until, like, Baki wants to introduce Colossus, so... Yeah, I get... I mean, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. I'd be okay with that. So. You know Foggy's going to use the hell out of Kitty Pride. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm going to love every fucking second of it. <laughs> I mean, build the whole universe around Kitty Pryde. Mm. She should be our eyes into the X-Men universe. It should start off 
with her first day at you know X Xavier School. Mm. It really should. So if they want to do it right, but I mean, who's listening to me? So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We uh, next up we have Hellboy. Yes. You are mankind's best and only hope. I thought we were supposed to be fighting monsters, not working with them. Who are you calling monster, pal? You look in the mirror recently? He's an asshole. Sorry! I interrupt! On the contrary, we've arrived just in time. Based on the graphic novels by Mike Mignola, Hellboy, caught between the worlds of supernatural and human, battles an ancient sorceress bent on revenge. Sounds like a classic, you know, comic book film. Pretty much at this point. So, the trailer didn't do much for me. No. Um, yeah, a lot of it looks like, you know, the first Hellboy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but just not as well made, <laughs> you know, not as stylized, you know, as Del Toro's, you know, Hellboy. Um, you know, I, I think maybe the letdown for that was all the promotional stuff that we were saw we saw going into it. It's kind of teased like more of a darker tone for mm-hmm. the character, which I would have been fine with. Not that like the characters like super dark in the books or anything like that, but it just felt like they were going, you know, kind of a less, you know, I don't know. I know, not del toro's you know worlds you know this is going to be kind of more like based in the real you know real world um so maybe that was the letdown for me but um the fact that neil marshall's attached to it um he's a phenomenal director so that gets me excited like um, he the movies like the descent mm-hmm. um you know uh oh god what was his werewolf movie dog soldiers one of my favorite like werewolf movies of all the time. I think it was his first like feature. Phenomenal. If you get a chance, check out Dog Soldiers. Um, just you know, not many great werewolf movies out there. This is definitely one of them, though. He does action well. And he does violence well. So, um, so I feel like it's in good hands at least. I, I don't know, man. I I don't know if I. I wanted to see Del Toro's, like, you know, I know. like, um, I wanted to see his, you know, sequel to this. Like, if I, if I, I, like, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to put Del Toro's work out of my mind and give it a chance at this mm-hmm. point. Because, yeah, it feels like such a retreading. Like, they shouldn't have shown him with the fucking crown coming out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, what they've shown us of the villain seems very weak at this point. Yeah. Because there's only a few, I mean, it's only a few shots, but there's nothing there and i'm just it's it feels like too like we're just seeing him like fighting these generic mm -hmm. like monsters and everything like that uh Um, i mean i don't have a whole lot of faith in mila uh jovovich's portrayal of any kind of character (laughs) so (laughs) but wasn't she your uh your girl from uh resident evil resident evil but yeah but that's such a simple it's your favorite franchise of all time it's not my favorite franchise of all time we're gonna feature your tattoos okay (laughs) your sleeve that you have done your ode to Resident Evil, especially ah, yes. Part Two. Part Two. I do love the second. <laughs> I know. I do love that. I show. know you do. But, that's... <laughs> but she didn't have to do much to make that like an enjoyable. She film. was good in uh, Fifth Element. I enjoy that movie. 
right? I I'm mean, I guess she doesn't really whatever. do much, but whatever, man. Give her a uh, break. Like <laughs> Give her a break. <laughs> my point, where she didn't have to talk too much. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I don't know. I see, like, it felt like Enchantress from fucking um, uh, Suicide Squad. That's oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. I agree with that. I just, it, it doesn't make any sense to me because Del Toro was so game mm-hmm. for, like, the third one. So, I, I don't know. It's not like the he studio was... just was not behind him, and they let him go. They just... What a bunch and of And then he went and made a fucking Oscar Yeah, movie. they gotta be kicking themselves. Mm-hmm. God damn. And it's like, like, it has a following. Like, those movies have a following. So, just bizarre. I don't know. I don't know. What a dumb... See, that's, once again, why you can't trust the studios. Well, the second one didn't make enough money, either. I remember it did, it did underperform, even though the second one is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. If anyone hasn't seen it, definitely go. It's it's fucking monster, fucking perfect. <laughs> it's a good movie. It yes. really is. So I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, you know, like I said, the studio has to be kicking themselves. Now. But um, what's his name? Uh, fucking David Harbour's like, um, portrayal and his lines, his delivery felt good. You know, it doesn't feel like bad or anything to me. Mm-hmm. Like, and he still looks great. It just. I agree with that. There's a lot of aspects that just, yeah, it feels like I thought it was good casting. And... Yeah, I thought it was good casting, but I feel like they're just telling, retelling the same story mm-hmm. again. Um, you know, which obviously they they are, but it doesn't feel like they have a different take on it. And I think that's why when it didn't have that darker tone that I was expecting, I was I felt like let down. It felt mm-hmm. like okay, well, this is more comedic and you know, I don't know, quirky. And I was like, I felt like I've seen that movie already, so I didn't really. Do we know what um, Hellboy has rated? What do you mean? Is the, the new one is it going to be PG thirteen? I don't know? know. I'm not sure. I feel like it's going to be PG thirteen. Mm. I would be surprised if it's R rated. So um, I would love it if it was R rated though, but I, I would be surprised if it's R rated. So, um, but yeah, this movie is coming out April twelfth. Yes. Fucking spring, man. I know. It's all <laughs> I feel like spring, spring is the new summer. Absolutely. Right? Like, I feel like they're just, like, coming I'm out since they started pushing Avengers movies into April, that's it's why. My God. Out. It really is. Um, all right. So, up next, Christian. May 31st, Godzilla <laughs> May Returns. May 31st. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll give that summer. That's, like, close enough for this <laughs> summer. But, but still, Jesus, May is fucking May packed. is jam-packed. Godzilla, King of the Fucking Monsters. Yes. That should be the title of the movie. Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Which of these titans are here to protect us? And which of these titans are here to threaten us? So you'd want to make Godzilla our pet? No. We would be his. This is a the cryptozoological agency monarch faces off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with Mothra, Rodan, and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed king. Christian, help me out. King Ghidorah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is directed by another great director that I love, Michael Doherty. So. Um, I was excited to see his name attached to the project. Um, he did Trick or Treat. He did uh, Krampus. 
So, okay. um, yeah. So I was really, I mean, I was like, oh, right, man, this is fucking big time shit. <laughs> um, where's my trick or treat too? <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully after everything, now he can settle down. Hmm. He got this out of his system and give me my goddamn trick or treat too. But anyway, um, are you a big Godzilla fan? Um, you know, I did grow up watching a lot of the originals, like the guys in suits, fucking uh-huh. fighting. I had Big a like, stepfather that owned like the entire collection, so I just popped those awesome. VHSs in. But you like um, son of Godzilla, the like the baby Godzilla. <laughs> no. Okay. No. <laughs> You're missing out. Um, I do. I do like these characters a lot. I wouldn't say I'm like a fanatic like some people, but okay. uh, I think this is what they're doing with like the last film felt very like gritty. Um, more focused on fucking Godzilla, not just people running around New York trying to survive. Is um, this supposed to be a direct sequel to this? No. So this is its own thing, right? Well, no. This is a sequel to the last Godzilla film. That That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So this is a direct sequel to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. The same characters and everything. Wow. Okay. So, but what's her name's not in it? So no. What, the... uh, I think the main person that you're following was, uh, oh man, I forgot his name already. Because uh... Brian Cranston is in that. Yeah, Brian Cranston did. Yeah, but he um, right he died like everyone was pissed off because he's like in all the marketing and then he dies like halfway through the film. Wantanabe, Wantanabe uh, is in this film and uh, he was in the first one. He's a big part of that one. He's a big part of this one. Okay, so it's gonna be following the first film's continuity. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Um, I did not see that film at all. I think I saw the last ten minutes of it on like HBO or something. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> um, did you enjoy? The I did first enjoy. Film? I you know the threat feels very real. Uh, the experiences at these, like, like the shots where the soldiers are, like, paratrooping in and uh, just flying with the wingsuits, and then you see just monsters fucking going at it underneath them. And the cinematography is just amazing in this film. It does look epic. Mm-hmm. It looks epic. And I hope, my concern is that we're not going to, like, we're going to get too much humans and not enough monsters. Well, I mean, especially for what they're tackling off of this, because they're dealing with most of, like, the big names in Godzilla mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I mean, what I've seen from the trailers, I feel like they're going to focus more on the monsters than we will the humans, but we do have a lot of big cast uh, names and stuff like that to deal with. Now, it sounds like they're unleashing all the monsters, all these, like, ancient creatures. It definitely looked like um, balance or some something. other corporation was releasing King Ghidorah. Okay. Okay, but it's supposed to like bring balance or something like the world's dying for some reason, the earth's dying, and then... well, no, um, kaiju seem to be coming into the world more, like showing up, okay. and Godzilla is like there to protect us, while as the other ones are more just like cannon we'll, fodder. Yeah, we'll destroy everything in sight. Okay, um, so Godzilla is like our savior. Yes. Basically. Okay, um, and they're angling um, to... Jesus Godzilla. Yes. We're angling to work with Godzilla rather than be the humans that fucking shoot rockets at him all the time. Okay. Um, is that that's what those film kind and of And then they're gonna turn on Godzilla, the last act of the film. Well, they have King Ghidorah there, who is a fucking is he's pretty much three times the threat as Godzilla. Okay. And you know, even Godzilla is going to struggle to fight him. Um, there's been rumors uh, with uh, Monarch being in the film uh, that she is going to die. And that's going to be a big deal for Godzilla fans. Um, okay. 
Man, um, you are a fucking Godzilla nerd. I had no idea about this. Like, you're really, like, you're throwing shit out there. Like, it's a, Well, that's a classic character. Like, you watch these movies every weekend, maybe. No, I do not watch these all movies. Right. Hey, man, two each is, I, th- that's cool. Well, there was a, like, we talk about toy leaks all the time. There was a toy leak for this movie. And uh-huh. it showed, um... But you know the mythos. Yeah, to a point. So who's Monarch? Which one, what character is that? It's this, um, kind of like butterfly type character. That's uh, not Mothra? No. You're right, Mothra. I fucked up the name. Okay. There you go. <laughs> well, I take everything back I just yes. said. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Mothra. Okay. Mothra's going. looks like Mothra might die in this film, based off of what we've got from some toy leaks. Okay. Uh, because what we see is a red Godzilla, uh, which is burning Godzilla. Okay. And, and the storyline plot is um, Mothra gives her power to um, oh. Godzilla to become strong enough to fight uh, King Ghidorah. Now, how do we know this? Was there a conversation, like, between Godzilla and Mothra? Well, no. Or that um, happens the in The way the... Uh, Mothra dies is uh, King Ghidorah sh- kills her, and immediately the energy goes right and back. Like, she sacrifices herself to protect Godzilla. This is in another movie? Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. I'm <laughs> impressed, man. I'm impressed. And it Maybe like we need to have, like, a Godzilla corner every week. What do you think? No. We're doing it. No. <laughs> We're not ruining Christian's corner. No, it's going to be Godzilla <laughs> corner for now on. Uh, all right. Well, so you're in the bag for this. Yeah, I'm totally interested. Visually, I mean, it's stunning. Mm. The trailer is beautiful. Like, it's a beautiful trailer. Um, I might catch this, too. I really I mean, if you get... I mean, if it's just like an hour and a half, two hours of just monsters fighting exactly. on screen and destroying shit, sign me up. You know? I mean, I, I did Godzilla. You know, cool. You know, I don't. I mean, obviously not to your level, but I mean, come that, on, man, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Hey, man, like I said, more power to you, Godzilla's. Hmm. I mean, hey, I wish I, I got Godzilla hyped like when that. I saw them charging at each other. I did too, and I didn't know any of the backstory, hmm. so that's great, man. Uh, next up, Shazam. This means Billy. What is happening? You're the only person I know that knows anything about this Cape Crusader stuff. Can I? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, right? What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing. AM to the BM, BM to the AM. You have super strength. BM, you just Can you fly? If I quit your BM, I still rock with Sabres. If I quit this season, Whoa. I still be with You okay? Why are you talking? Oh. Sit down. You know, I don't think that's gonna buff out. Your phone's charged. Your phone's charged. The hell? You're like a bad guy, right? Gentlemen! You have bullet immunity! I'm bulletproof. <laughs> You're dead. April 5th, 2019. Yes. Spring, man. It's all about spring. We all have a superhero inside us. It just takes a bit of magic to bring it out. In Billy Baston's case, by shouting out one word, Shazam! This streetwise 14-year-old foster kid can turn into the adult superhero Shazam. So, you know, I'm not a huge Shazam fan Hmm. um, or Captain Marvel fan, you know, depending on what kind of nerd you are. There are some (laughs) people who are purists who get pissed off when you call them Shazam. Um, but this looks fun. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it feels like it's very much in the same vein as Aquaman, Christian. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sure you'll hate it. it um, but fun before seeing it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll defend Aquaman. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's very much like, you know, if Tom Hanks' character in Big was a superhero. Mm. Um, which is cool. I can dig that. Something different. A different take on, you know, the superhero world. I I don't know. It looks like it's going to be a good time. I, I, I mean, the jokes landed in the trailer for me. Um, just, you know, seeing him like this giant kid, basically, trying out all these superhero powers and everything and trying to learn how to be a hero. Um, you know, seems like a good time. So we talked about the teaser trailer that we got, you mm. know, um, earlier on. But... I don't know. I, I, you know, like good for DC. Like, if this is the movie that we're going to get, I mean, they're taking chances. They're not worried about continuity. They're just, you know, taking these great characters and trying to put up good films, mm. you know, put out good films. That's all you need to do. I'm expecting a fun, kid friendly film. Yeah. That's what all I expect from this film. Mm-hmm. You know, where as Aquaman took it was just too much. Aquaman. I feel like this film will. The be... movie's called Aquaman. You're upset at the film because there's too much Aquaman. Not too much of the character, just too much of his whole fucking world. It's called Aquaman. <laughs> and Aquaman. What do you want? Is fucking not a Batman good... movie? <laughs> I, I mean, yes, I want a Batman movie too. But <laughs> you go to see a movie called Aquaman, and then you're upset that Aquaman's in it. I couldn't, I just, there's so much I can't Like, handle. did you not think he was going to be in the water? Like, I mean, what did you expect? <laughs> of course there's going to be fucking laser sharks, goddammit. <laughs> you just, you time. asked too much of me. I know. With that I film. Know. Hey, I hate Aquaman as a character, <laughs> but I thought this was, I thought it was a fun film, you know? You know, maybe I'm grading on a curve with DC, I don't know, but I thought it was a fun film. So, but, and I I'm feel like this is going to be more the same, hmm. you know? So, I mean, I feel like things are looking up for DC. You know, I mean, goddamn, Aquaman made over a billion dollars. Exactly. So, more than Wonder Woman. Um, and you've got Shazam on the horizon, and you have the Joker film on the horizon. So, I mean, good for them. Because, yes. I mean, they could have just, Warner Brothers could have washed their hands of DC and be like, no, we're done. You know, we're, we're going to take a break for a good five years. Well, we've seen all After the Justice footage League, of yeah. um, Shazam. Do you think he's going to transform back into the kid often or no? It yeah, seems it seems like, like he can turn it on and off. Oh, I from what I've seen, it feels like he just is that character the rest of the film. Um, I, there's a there's a scene where he's walking hmm. in like a I don't know like a fair or something like that, and he screams out Shazam, and he turns into um, Shazam. So I feel like you're gonna see it. Maybe we haven't seen the trailer so much, but um, I feel like he will, you know, be you know going back and hmm. forth. So um, we'll see. See. And maybe it's something where they play like you know where he could permanently be, you know Shazam. But I don't know. We'll see where he has to make a choice or something like that. But I don't want to see that film. <laughs> <laughs> Too serious for you. Too serious. Uh-huh. Just give me what we're seeing here in the trailer. Him yeah. trying to charge cell phones as he walks by and juggling lightning. It seems like at one point. So um, just a good time. You yeah. just want a good time in the theater. There's That's all I want. That. I don't want. What, what, what was the date on this? April fifth. Uh, okay, April well 5th. at least it's in April. Yes. So, all right. Gets us warm for uh, the next few films. That's right. That's right. Uh, and next up, we have a March eighth film, Captain Fucking Marvel. Yes. It's about goddamn. Time. I have a 
have this power, but I don't know where it came from. I've never seen anything like her. You think you can find others? She's just the beginning. You've come a long way. But you're not as strong as you think. The S.H.I.E.L.D. logo. Does announcing your identity on clothing help with the covert part of your job? Said the space soldier who was wearing a rubber suit. Carol Danvers becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races. All right, man. I'm not 100% sold yet, still. My issue has we haven't seen enough of Carol. Um... And I think, like, I've grown to love that character a lot, mm. you know, over the last, like, ten years in comics. You know, she's had this resurgence. But she's this, like, hard-nosed, no-nonsense, you know, badass. And I haven't seen that in Brie Larson's performance. Yeah. Now, we're seeing small clips, um, you know, and she, even the first trailer, she barely had any dialogue. So maybe that's all in the movie, mm. whatever. So I, I really hope we get there with this character, and maybe this, that's just part of her arc. I'm not sure, but yeah, I'm not completely sold either on this. I will it say looks that, great. It yeah. looks like a fun story, but I also feel like we're seeing too much too. Hmm. I feel like I'm seeing too much of the movie now because like they, I feel like they're re- releasing like a little teaser trailer like every other week. You know, so I, I've actually have, you know, stopped trying to. <laughs> besides posting them, I've stopped watching them. No, so. the the last trailer that they put out, I definitely did like the dialogue that we did get from um, Samuel Jackson and um, Brie Larson. But at the same time, still, I haven't seen Carol Danvers in her yet. Yes. I agree with you 100% there. So She doesn't feel like Carol Danvers to me. Mm. Um, you know, so, and maybe she'll get that and that's not to say that Relation's not capable of it. She's no, she's a fantastic actress. No. That's why it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and maybe it's just a case of miscasting. You know, or like I said, we've only seen so much. I think it's more going to be in the writing because I feel like they're going to be exploring her finding Carol and herself more in this film. Because there, it, there is that like whole theme of like she's finding herself. Yes. You know, she doesn't know who she is and her background or her history. So, um, but she is supposed to be this badass fucking warrior at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's kind of a little off-putting that you're not seeing that side of her. And maybe we will, you know, because it's Marvel mm-hmm. and they're probably only showing us like, you know, the first 15 minutes, you know, of the film, like cut up. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, I still have high hopes for the film. I'm not saying that at all. It's just, I am a little nervous, like you're saying about it. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson, I mean, what they're doing with that fucking de-aging technology is amazing. Um, you know, and I'm sure he's going to be phenomenal in the movie. You got Jude Law. Um, it looks like he's going to be playing the villain, kind of. And I think mm-hmm. I'm kind of down on that, too, just because I, I didn't like the fact that it was kind of revealed early on. Yeah. Um, I would have liked that to be more of a surprise. And I was surprised just because Marvel's usually so tight, like on that kind of info getting out. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, and this is, I mean, 
this is setting the table for fucking you know mm. Endgame. So this is big time shit. I'm I'm hoping they're not just treating it as a stepping stone to get to where they need to. I want them to, you know, it's their first female character that they're putting on the big screen. I want them to take it as seriously as possible. And I think they they have to understand the importance of it. Mm. And it feels like it's all in their marketing, like what they've been doing right now. So I feel like they do have an understanding. Like, no, this is a big deal for people. So I, I don't know. But their marketing's not selling me on it. What? I like the whole, like, the hero, like, the H-E-R, and, like, then it goes into, like, I don't know, I popped for that shit. I did, I won't lie. It gave I have Like, the whole thing where she keeps on getting back up and everything and shows her, like, different points of her life and everything in that first trailer. I dug that. I, I thought that was pretty fucking cool. So, I mean, they totally ripped it off from Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, season <laughs> seven, but, you know, whatever. Sure. It, it worked on me. It worked uh-huh. on me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm still excited for the movie. Don't get me mm. wrong. We'll be seen in the first weekend, I'm sure. But I am a little, like, I don't know, just a little anxious mm. about, you know, how they're portraying Carol on the screen. Because this is this is not how I felt about Black Panther going into it. No, whatsoever. Black Panther right away was just looked phenomenal, you know, like right away, mm-hmm. like holy shit. Um, so, and I don't know if it's just because there's we know about the events of you know Infinity War and everything, and you know we know how much this character Captain Marvel is going to mean to the movie Endgame. So it feels like I don't know. There's almost more writing on it story-wise um because you know with black panther we didn't know like what mm-hmm. part you know t'challa was going to play in infinity war you know it ended up being a huge part but we didn't you know this feels like you know carol is it seems like she's going to end up being you know the one who comes and saves the day so if this movie ends up being flat mm-hmm. it could hurt endgame you know so but speaking of which yes. <laughs> Avengers Endgame, April 26th. Thanos did exactly what he said he was going to do. He wiped out 50% of all living creatures. We lost. All of us. We lost friends. We lost family. We lost a part of ourselves. This is the fight of our lives. This is gonna work, Steve. I know it is. Because I don't know what I'm gonna do if it doesn't. Now, I didn't put the blurb because the blurb said plot is unknown. Yes. (laughs) But we know some of the plot. Yes. Right? Basically... We're getting, I don't know how far of a time jump we're getting, but it looks like at least a couple months after the events of Infinity War, where mm-hmm. half of the universe has been wiped out by Thanos. So it's. Because it, Thor didn't aim for the fucking head. Aim for the fucking head. Um, <laughs> God damn it, Thor. So, um, yeah, so it's, it seems like that whole. I love the trailer. I did. I'm glad that it didn't give us any kind of glimmer of hope or anything like mm-hmm. that, except for Scott Lang showing up at the end. It just was everyone kind of, like, you know, picking up the pieces. And, like, you know, you could just see, you know, the emotions on their faces. <laughs> that just everyone being a wreck. Even Steve Rogers was just saying a lot. Um, so, I, I, man, I'm really, 
I, this has to be for me probably my most anticipated movie of the year. Um, you know, just because of everything that's happening. Oh, absolutely. With, you know, <laughs> Christian has a no shit look on his face. <laughs> What's a toss up between this and Star Wars? And we'll get to Star Wars, but yeah. <laughs> there's just so much riding on it, you know, because I enjoyed Infinity War so much. Mm. But I feel like if this movie sucks, it's going to totally ruin Infinity War for me. So, I mean... Yeah, the last... And then it sets up Phase 4, really. I, I'm i not too worried about the next phase as I am just worried about how this, gonna, how this story is going to play out. When... I just want... I, my, my concern, too, is just kind of like, just... I want the movie to do well. Because I want them to be able to still like stay on this fucking crazy batshit like fucking schedule that they're on, where they're pumping this, you know, mm. two three movies out every year, you know, and just the anticipation keeps on growing and growing for each movie, um, you know, where Faki can basically do whatever the hell he wants. You know, we've got the Russo brothers back, you know, which is an awesome sign. Mm-hmm. Um, they killed it in Civil War. They killed it in Winter Soldier, and they. I mean, obviously, he killed half the universe in fucking Infinity War. So, um, you know, I'm excited. You know, I mean, I don't feel like the film could be in better hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I feel like they've obviously been playing the long game the entire time. I mean, it's been 18 movies, so they have an idea where they want to end up at the end of this movie. Um, it's just how they get there. You know, right away, you know, I get a little anxious when I hear time travel. Yes. You know. Um, I'm seeing, you know, the Avengers, due to toy leaks, you know, all in these, like, matching uniforms and shit. I'm like, what the hell is this? Um, you know, so I'm a, I'm a little hesitant, you know. And obviously we know that most of these characters that died in Infinity War are coming back, mm. you know. But just the way that they fucking, you know, they, they had the balls to do it in the first place. To let, like, people walk out of the theater with that image of, you know, Spider-Man getting dusted. Um I was smiling. Huge, <laughs> huge balls, though. You know, when I was a kid, um, seeing the Transformers movie, you know, yes. in the theaters and watching Optimus Prime die, like that traumatized me. Mm. I cannot imagine the trauma these poor kids went through seeing Spider Man, fucking Spider Man, you know, turn to dust in front of them. Not just turn to dust. He begged for his life. Yes, <laughs> it wasn't just. It's like Mr. Stark, I don't oh, feel good. My... I don't want to fucking die. Is oh what he my said. god. What he the begged hell? for his life to the last moment. Oh god. Just Which is gonna be a huge plot point for Tony. Yes. And like I, I know the story. I read the comics, you know. I mean it's still got to me. <laughs> like I know he's coming back. I know his sequels on uh-huh. its way. But it still hit me, man. It still did. So I mean, just a grueling moment. Mm. Like I, I you know, before the movie, I, I felt like, oh, there's a chance Peter could die. But I didn't think he was going to die like that. <laughs> like, that felt like, you know, a death on the battlefield. Like, it could have been, you know, like, a World War Two movie. So, uh, I don't know, man. You're coming off the high of fucking Black Panther, and it's, we don't die here. Yes. Oh, guess gone. what? Hell, hell you do. Um, yeah, yeah, we we lost a lot of our favorite characters. So, <laughs> But they'll be back. They'll yes, be back. absolutely. So, um... But, I mean, do you have anything... What do you want to say about this? Well, I'm just... I'm looking at this cast, and I'm just like, this is insane. Just the amount that they've built together. Everything that could possibly appear in this film. Uh, but what was interesting that came out to me was, of course, uh, Tilda Swinton. 
was on the cast list. Uh-huh. The last thing in my mind is the, the ancient, ancient one, one is uh, appearing. Because I feel like Doctor Strange isn't going to show up to like the mm. very end. So I don't know. And we're we're all kind of speculated, you know, that, you know, with Ant-Man and Wasp, that the quantum realm is definitely going to come into play here. Mm. And that's probably the vehicle that they use to kind of reset everything that's happened in Infinity War. Um, but then, like, you know, Samuel L. Jackson comes out and well, Captain Marvel can time travel. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> that scared me, too, yes. you know, speaking of Captain Marvel. So, um, you know, we'll see what route they go. You know, I hate time travel. I do. Um, it just gives me a mm. fucking headache. So, I mean, maybe they figured out the formula somehow to just do it right and ma- have it make sense. I don't know. Um, but I, I just want... I would love to see, and I, I'm sure we're going to get it, where we get that, like, you know, the original Avengers team, you know, that shot. Oh, yeah. You know, facing, you know, Thanos, you know, just, you know, getting that full circle shot, you know, 360 shot around the team and everything. That's the shot I'm waiting for, so. Yeah, but what if you get it as in they literally redo that shot? As in they go back in time to that moment? Because I'm assuming that's what we're going to no, I feel like it's going to be the final battle. Okay. I feel like that's what's going to be it. And you're going to get that where you get the original Avengers facing off, you know, to, to set everything mm. right. I'm sure they're going to have some people with them along the way, but I feel like, you know, it's going to really dwindle down to just them, you know, facing off against Thanos. Do you um, think they're going to do the standing pose for everyone, though? Where they have everyone that's a part of the team now... And hit and the, the music past. cue. Yes, the music cue, and it's just going across the field. Damn and it's sure. Oh yes. Oh, it's gonna happen. <laughs> oh man, I'm getting goosebumps now. I'm ready. <laughs> if not, we're gonna shoot it, Christian. Now, um, what did you think about the rumors that there was going to be a secondary villain that um, you know they have to deal with, not just Thanos, but someone else that you know creates a reason for Thanos to, I guess work with them in some type of feel almost sympathetic and Mm. like and i'm sure he's also feeling there's a certain amount of regret that thanos has Mm. you know everything with gamora and everything so um i'm okay with it as long as it's obviously done right i don't know what character that could be i don't know was there any rumors about i'm sure there Uh, was at one point there's so much shit coming out of the rumor (laughs) of this movie it was a nihilist was that was that the real okay it was a nihilist or and then with the the Fox, because I felt like that that's a Fantastic Four character, but they could now with the deal and everything, mm-hmm. they could play with that. You know that that's one of the toys in their sandbox now. So, um, I'm okay with that. I, I feel like it, it. We this is a different Thanos. You know, it wouldn't work necessarily in the Marvel books, but I mean, he's more of a cackling madman in the Marvel books, where the, this Thanos has a heart. This ha- mm-hmm. this Thanos has a soul. <laughs> Um, you know, as dark and twisted as it is, um, you know, I loved everything that he did with the character, and that's why the movie works so well. You know, it's more of Thanos's movie than anyone's, mm-hmm. really. Um, I mean, that's and that's what they said it was going to be way, way early. For so Thanos almost feels like it makes sense mm-hmm. for him to like somehow have to wrong, you know, to right the wrong. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I still feel like you're going to get that face off in the end, you know, between them. In the long run, and it, it that does kind of fit the book in a way too. Um, uh, Nebula ends up getting the gauntlet somehow from her father, 
Um, but then, you know, I feel, I, and I have to reread it, but I feel like Thanos somehow, like, he becomes part of the Infinity Watch in one way or ends up helping them or something. So it would kind of fit the theme of the book. And that is a very, like I said, it's a much different Thanos. Um, but the, they even teased a lot of, like, iconic, like, panels from that mm-hmm. book in the trailer. Like, the whole Thanos, mm-hmm. like, Scarecrow and everything. Um, Shot at the Gauntlet they did. I mean, there's a lot there, you know. They're really striking the right chords with, you know, comic nerds like me. So, um, and just paying the proper respect to the books, you know, which I love. Yeah, so. And Faki always does, though. <laughs> <coughs> I don't know. Do you think we get any new characters introduced in this? Movie? Um, I don't think it's the right time to introduce a new, brand new character in this film. Yeah, it feels like there's enough story. Mm, I think there's enough fucking characters. Yes, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, not even in like the end credits. End credits. I mean, what, what if Deadpool just shows up in the end credits? <laughs> that would be bizarre. <laughs> That would be bizarre. He does have a thing with death yes. that Thanos original in the books. That's not gonna, I mean, that's not no, no, that would make no sense. But I would still love it. Um, man, I don't know. I don't know. I I'm trying to think. There were rumors that um, Black Knight was somehow going to be part of this book. Mm-hmm. Um, he has kind of a time traveling like origin. I don't know if there was a toy listed or something. Um, you know, he is you know a classic Avengers character. I just don't know how he fits in the story, so it'll be interesting. Um, but you know, I don't know if I necessarily ah. want to see it. He is. He is, is that a, the next character you could see them just plucking and throwing in here? I don't. Well, if there is time travel, because it is a time traveling character, I mean, they could definitely use that. But it would be just completely. It feels like a different movie mm-hmm. to me. I can't even like fathom it happening. But there was that strong rumor. Uh, Valkyrie. Um, due to toy leaks, feels like she's definitely in this movie. So, um, you know, which makes sense. Yes, you know, we right. did, yeah. She didn't die in the mm. film or, or anything that we saw. She's one of the, you know, um, Asgardians who got away. So I, I, I enjoyed that character a lot. So I'm excited to see her part of, you know, the fray. Mm. Um, I know you hated that character with a passion. So. Didn't hate I just don't like that movie that much. You were you were a fan of the character, I thought. It didn't do much for me. Didn't do much. I, I know. I dug the character. So <laughs> I, I would like to see her mixing up with the Avengers. I think that'd be fun. I'd like to see her and Rocket together. That'd be fun. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, I don't, I think that pretty much covers everything. God knows we're going to talk about this movie plenty over the next couple months yes. you know every fucking rumor that drops you know every teaser trailer because we're going to probably get another one i'm guessing at the super bowl i feel like we're going to get some kind of trailer so. if not for that maybe for star wars that's right beautiful segue bravo <laughs> all right so christian tell us about star wars um it's the monumental finale of the skywalker series <laughs> it's another imdb blur yes Literally, we don't know anything. Don't know anything. Um, we have nothing but speculation. And that's what this year is going to be, Damon. Yes. Because, the- you know, if there's one thing we care about more than anything, even Avengers, or at least me, Star mm-hmm. Wars. Yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. So well, Star Wars is definitely a first love hmm. for me. So um, it's the first toy I think I heavily collected. 
So, and I, I mean, I was alive during the heyday of that. So, I mean, it was everywhere. Um, yeah, so I can agree with that. It's, it's definitely like the first girlfriend. <laughs> you, know? you never get over your first. So, um, but yeah, uh, I don't. I, I'm I'm at, might be alone here, but I'm excited that JJ's back. You know, I'm I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, I think if it's to finish off the Skywalker storyline, yeah, I'm fine with JJ finally putting that to rest. And well, he started the thing. I feel like it's only right for him to finish the story that he started. So, um, you know, it makes sense. I just, there's so much, you know, writing on this movie. You know, this is whether, you know, basically tells you whether or not this whole trilogy was a mistake. <laughs> you know, I mean, right or wrong, the way people view Last Jedi, you know, is decisive, you know, at best. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've come to love the movie, you know, um, you know, and even at the time I liked the movie, it just, there's points, you know, where I just had issues with it. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. That being said, though, it only takes a few scenes for the whole thing to go to shit. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I don't think we can take many, like, what is it, Canto Bright? Yeah. Scenes, as I yeah. can't, yeah. We don't need casino worlds in this one. They just need to get to the point here. Um, there's no reason for it. There's plenty of story there. Um, we know that they're going to kind of conclude Carrie Fisher's arc um, through just the magic of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They have plenty of footage, I guess, on the cutting room floor from uh, JJ's The Force Awakens. Yes. So um, they figured out a way to like make her a big part of this story, at least. At least that's what they're telling us right now. Um, so I'm glad that we're going to get that. Um, you know, we were kind of speculating that you know maybe it would open up the, like her funeral or something like that. You know, we'd have that a little bit of a passing the torch scene. But you know, I'm glad that they found a way to like include her in the story. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to get plenty of Mark Hamill, though. Oh, yeah. That's what... He's not going anywhere. <laughs> Force ghosting it up. So I think that's awesome. And the rumor now is that we're going to get some Force ghosts out of Anakin Skywalker. Um, that uh, Christian Haydenson is going to, you know, actually come back, you know, get into get into his uh, old gear, and we're going to get some Force ghosts. Christian's not loving it. <laughs> you know, and the, the leak, and I put quotations around Lee because we don't know how true it is mm. was that there was like something where it's going to be like a big moment in the film for Kylo and he's going to come face to face with you know Vader's ghost basically but it's going to be kind of phasing in between mm. you know Atticut and Darth Vader um, you know basically giving him you know a speech or you know I wouldn't mind if he actually goes to visit Vader's castle it's still got to be there mm-hmm. yeah oh absolutely and dealing with like you know is he going to turn? I mean, he's back? the ultimate Vader fanboy, mm-hmm. so it only makes sense, you know. Um, and I think it's a great way to have Vader in the film, you know. I, so I, I love the idea; I really do. So I'm a Kylo Ren fan too. I, I just I think the character's complicated mm-hmm. and you know wonderful all at the same time. <laughs> you know, I like that he feels like a Skywalker to me. Like this is totally how Luke would have been. If he joined the fucking yeah. dark side, Luke was a whiny brat for a lot of New Hope. 
So this is People totally... People forget that, too. Yes, yes, yes. In their minds, they're seeing, you know, the return of the Jedi fucking Luke Skywalker, mm. you know? No, man. He was a fucking whiny bitch in that first movie. <laughs> he really was. So, um, you know, this is totally what Luke would have been like if mm. he went to the dark side. You know, so I like that. I like emo fucking Kylo Ren and everything, you know, brooding in the background, having fucking temper tantrums. Um, that being said, do we get that, you know, redemption arc from him? Oh, I'm still expecting, you know, Kylo full turn to the light. Mm-hmm. Even if it's on his dying breath, you know, Vader style where he's, you know, taking the mask off. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you think feel like fanboys are gonna fucking just shit go shit crazy because it's like oh this is just like fucking return of the jedi yeah because i mean that's exactly what happened with the force awakens it's crazy um i mean those comparisons for return of the jedi with um well, the prequels the do it jedi. too like i mean yes. I, <laughs> I know it's it's just a part of it it's you know? just part of the like i feel like it's part of the story though like i don't get that i don't understand that gripe um, Return of the Jedi is my favorite Star Wars film, so... Really? Yes. Bravo. Good for you. I, I don't hear many people say Return of the Jedi is their favorite. <laughs> yeah, I hear a lot of people... So you're a huge um, Ewok fan. Well. <laughs> no. <laughs> it has its faults, but I love... The Throne Room is my absolutely favorite. It is fucking... It's a great... There's fucking awesome parts of that movie. Yes. There really is. It is a fucking good movie. It really is. So it does get a little... It gets... It does get shit on a lot, you know, um, unrightfully so. So it's a damn good movie. Yub yubs and all, you know. Uh, um, Now he yub. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) You watch all those fucking Ewok uh, TV uh, made for TV movies. I saw some of the animated. You got them on Blu-ray, you liar. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, no, I, I, man, I. Lando's in this movie? Yes, that should be interesting. Right? I'm more... He's. I'm assuming he's going to have a small role. Rather, I mean, they're going to tell us it's going to be big. Is it just fan service, you feel like? I don't think it's going to be fan service, but I feel like he will be in a leadership role. Uh, you know, he'll come in, probably fill in kind of what they couldn't use Leia for, is my assumption. Like, maybe it's like him coming out of retirement. Because my problem is, is, like, where were you the last two movies? You know? Yeah. Especially when, like, at the end of Last Jedi, when no one, like, comes to their, like, aid when they send out that signal, mm-hmm. you know, um, when they're cornered by, you know, the New Order, so. And maybe he brings in a new, you know, like, group of rebel, um, re- rebels for them and shit like that, but I don't know, that, that I hope that is a question that is answered. It's just gonna be fun to see Lando up there. Yeah. You know? It really is, so. Um, I But I what I want to see is the fucking Knights of Red. Yes. That's, that's an absolute must for me. Yes. I'm, I'm kind of hoping Matt Smith has something to do with that as well. Matt Smith. Um, Doctor Who actor that is in this film. Oh, okay. Okay, that's right. And then we also had uh, Richard E. Grant as part of this cast. Yes. And there's tons of rumors about who he is supposed to be playing. Yes, uh, recently he was uh, in an interview and he was explaining, like, you know, even he didn't know the name of his character until they finally, you know, read it out loud. And everyone that was in the casting room, everyone that was there, just started flipping out. Like, it was just like they burned the house down just by saying his name. So it's so, got to be a big name. Big name. You know, the main rumor, of course, is Thrawn. Yes. Um, That's he, what I'm pulling for. He can easily play an older Thrawn. I yes. can totally see that. And that would make sense continuity-wise mm-hmm. where he would be at. 
last time we saw him was in Rebels, um, the series finale, um, and he kind of it's left open ended. We don't know exactly what happens. He kind of gets sucked into like this like dimension mm. portal something. I don't know how to explain it, but you know, um, it was very Star Wars, and it definitely left his story kind of like I don't know. It was a loose end that you knew that they're gonna end up exploring. Mm. So. I'm hoping this the, is more of him like coming out of retirement rather than him. Oh, I don't think worked. For I don't the entire think time. I don't think it's gonna like be a direct like you know continuation of mm. that story in Rebels because the time wise that's years you know in the past. So, um, but yeah, I could definitely see like him working you know for Kylo, you know, and helping him like maybe being his right hand or something. I would see him manipulating him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, and maybe that's why Kylo ends up turning. You know, because he's been manipulated and, you know, maybe you get a nice standoff between Kylo and the Knights of Ren, mm-hmm. you know, on that hat. But, like, that's the big, like, final battle, you know. But, I, I mean, one not... thing, the fucking Last Jedi did perfectly was the fucking throne room scene. Yes, with I'm just, Rey. I don't want them to repeat that with her and him fighting the Knights of Ren. Oh, you could give me a half hour of that. <laughs> <laughs> If it's the Knights of Ren, like, not just some fucking, like, faceless soldiers and shit like that, you get a bigger, more epic fucking battle scene. I would love it, but at the same time, I don't want it to, you know, be a retread of what they just did. People fight with lightsabers. What the hell do you want? I mean, you're every, I mean, in every one of these movies, there's a lightsaber battle. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm going to rewatch it a million fucking times. Yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> give me something more. I don't different, know. Different, or, I don't know. What, how would you book it? To use wrestling terminology. I would have a confrontation between um, Kylo and Rey. Rey overcomes Kylo, and then Rey has to fight the Knights of Ren. So you're arm. not having that arc, though, for Ky- Kylo. Though. No, Kylo is redeemed through the fight. So the so fight that he jumps to her aid and battles with them? And they no. have the big battle scene that I'm she... talking about? <laughs> he is defeated, <laughs> and we move on with Rey. Okay. I want the I want the entire torch to be on Ray by the end of the film. Mm-hmm. No sky. And that's the proper him. that's the proper hero arc for her. Yes. Um, but I could see it where maybe he's defeated, she has to fight the Knights of Ren, and then he comes to her aid at the end. Yeah, maybe at the last minute. Yeah. You just want a minute of it though. Like it's a big moment. She's about to get struck down and then all of a sudden he comes in and then he dies. Yes. that's fine with me. that's work I mean it's pretty much the same thing I said but that's fine Christian whatever <laughs> my movie's better um so you know all I want out of this film is her making her lightsaber anyway so I still don't understand this fascination <laughs> with her making the lightsaber you saw the footage of Luke making his lightsaber the deleted scene you it know have been deleted it was bored as all get out. Like, there's nothing. Like, it's just, you, like, attaching shit. You put a hot track behind it, and you move forward. A hot track. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. John Williamson doesn't do hot track. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what movie are you watching? All right, man. Um, So, we could keep on covering this, but we're probably going to be covering this until it comes out. Yeah. So, um, for me... Talking about it, I think it's probably my most anticipated movie. It really is. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably number one on my list. I mean, Avengers Endgame is a very close second, but I mean, it's definitely the one I'm most anxious about. <laughs> you know, um, it really is. But I mean, I, I don't know. I'm really, 
I want to see how this story ends mm. and I have no clue. Like I've read all the comics, so I have an idea of where these characters are going, but with this movie, I have no clue. So, and that's, what's fun about it. Mm. You know, I, you know, I know a lot of people are pissed off that, you know, the skywalkers are kind of being like written off, but now that you have this like new cast of characters, mm. you, you have no clue. You have no idea where, where it's going. You know, it's this whole new mythology to play with. So um, I think that's what makes it fresh for me, you know, and exciting. Yes. So. I absolutely want no Skywalkers in the next film. I just want to move forward and build this universe. Now, I know, so we're, I, I know I was just ending it, but <laughs> one more question. So Ren. Yes. There's all the rumors that they're going to backtrack kind of on the reveal that we had in Last Jedi where her parents were nobodies. That she is going to somehow be part of, you mm -hmm. know, the Star Wars mythos. Like, you're going to have kind of, you know, like, maybe there's a Skywalker tie-in somehow. No, she's Yoda's daughter. Oh, God. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Do you, one, do you feel like that's cheating? You know, if it wasn't originally supposed to be that way. Because, I mean, for all we know, that was originally mapped out and, you know, whatever. Do you want to see her somehow, like, entangled in this world? Or would you rather have her, you know, just be this random person? I want her just to be an answer of the Force. That's mm -hmm. all. You mm -hmm. know, um, when, when you when you start over-explaining, when you start putting it, you know, she's Obi-Wan's daughter or some shit like that. First off, you're going to piss off all these other fans that have this magical theory that she's this person's character family related. Yeah, no matter what you're doing, you're going to piss someone off. Exactly. You know, so you can't There's really no cater to answer, that. So just make her a a character that just is willed by the Force. Yeah, I would definitely be disappointed if they went back on that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, if it's well done, it's well done. But it feels like it makes sense for her just to be this, you know, this powerful being who's just, you know, completely in tune with the Force. Um, you know, she doesn't need to be a Skywalker. And it could be a new chapter. Mm -hmm. Um, for you know this universe, and I, I'm okay with that. You know, I almost it almost felt cheap like to have her. Oh, she's really Obi Wan's long lost daughter. I don't need that. I really don't. So I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm cool with it. You know, and the, a lot of people were pissed off about that. A lot of people were let down. But I feel like a lot of too it's just you know people do what we do where we speculate, and then people are upset when they're wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. So I don't know. I don't know. But, alright. So, that's gonna do it, though. Yes, we have to talk wrestling now. We have to talk wrestling. Fuck. Big, <laughs> big weekend coming up. Royal Rumble time. Royal Rumble. Hey, I'm Derf. And I'm Deets from the Derf and Deets Podcast. You got some time to listen to guys rambling? Have a listen. You may or may not be disappointed. Yeah, this show is about nothing. Just me and Durf shooting the shit and fucking around. But fucking we don't care. We're just having a good time. Yeah, we're fucking in the ass. But wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what I meant. B-U-T fucking, not B-U-T-T fucking. Yeah, but fucking. Jesus Christ. See, this is why we can't have nice things. Durf and Deeks podcast, baby! God damn it. Every day I medicate to make it go away. Feeling good, feeling great. The Royal Rumble. The epitome of opportunity. Outlast the competition. 
to secure a championship match on the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. The brilliance, the elegance of the greatest event in live entertainment, WrestleMania! The road to WrestleMania begins here at the Royal Rumble. We're finally here, Damon. It's WrestleMania season. I actually fucking renewed my subscription just so I can watch it live. All right, man. It's Royal Rumble time. There's been a lot of good like documentaries on uh, the network lately, so check some of those out. I won't. Um, you, I got. I WWE knows how to do a fucking documentary. Like they're like twenty four seven, or I forget what they got. The three sixty. It's twenty four, right? It's three sixty four, right? Right. Math. So they. How many days are there in a year? 365? Five, yeah. Right? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> the 365. They do a series called 365. Yeah, but I thought it was also called um, WWE 24. There is there is a WWE 24 where it's like the day of the event, but oh, then okay. they do one where they follow a wrestler for the whole year. Hmm. So and they kind of track like their whole like career for that year. Those are really well done. So, um, And then uh, Nigel McGuinness, they did a documentary for him. Um, He was a huge, like, Ring of Honor star. Um, And now he got injured and, you know, just too banged up. He kind of missed his big opportunity to be part of WWE. Um, And now he's, like, an announcer on NXT. Um, But they did this wonderful documentary on him, which I was like, holy shit, look at this. It's like like an hour-long documentary. Um, It was really well done. I was like, okay, it was really, like, paying him, like, honor. You know, because he was such a big name on the the scene, the indie scene at the time, and everything, and he's really inspired so many like wrestlers who are now big nowadays. Um, it was just nice to see them like you know pay him respects and everything. So just things like that, like just out of the blue, you know, that they throw together, like hey, why why the fuck not? We can do. Well, whatever we want. I mean, if I have time, I'll check it out. But I have a lot of shit. Yes, to yes, and we're not even going to talk NXT today, <laughs> so because we have a takeover that we're yes. also going to be reviewing next week, so. It's going to be a long weekend, um, you know, and I haven't even cracked fucking Punisher yet on Netflix. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, the Royal Rumble is the official kickoff of the WrestleMania season. It is probably my favorite pay-per-view, mm. you know, um, I just, it's just that anticipation. It sets the table for, you know, WrestleMania and all the storylines that are going to be coming out of it. So, and it's just fun speculating you know, over the the rumble match and everything. There's usually some I mean, it was surprises. my pay-per-view of last year, like, as we talked on our um, year in review, so. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, you know, that last year being the first year where it had, like, the first women's Royal Rumble match, and I mm-hmm. felt like that was so well done. Um, this year, it has a lot to live up to. Um, there's been some things I have been enjoyed that they've been doing setting up the rumble. Um, like, I, I, they did something on Twitter where they're revealing... Yes. you know entrance um not entrance just like superstars who are in the rumble mm-hmm. you know and doing it rumble style where it's like every like 30 minutes or something like that i like it up in the air i don't want to know like i want that surprise factor of who's going to be in it they did leave like seven or eight spots open so i mean i'm guessing those are going to be kind of the names that we yeah, don't but know why do it at all then exactly exactly it doesn't need the hype it doesn't no. Wrestling fans are in the bag for this, you know. And when they did that, it just made me feel like, do they not have big plans for this uh, women's role? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it feels like it's just leading to one thing. We'll talk about that, mm. you know, you know, while we preview it. Um, but in it's not a bad thing, necessarily. 
Um, I also hate the fact that we know who the number 30 entrants are. Um, and that's happened in the past where, mm. you know, where we know the number one entrant is. But, like, I feel like number 30 is always, like, the anticipation for that last person. Um, you know, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Um, so, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of anticlimactic. You're, you're um, not going to pop when our truth shows up? <laughs> we'll see if he shows up, though. You know, sure. there's always an out. Mm. So, we'll see what happens. You know, maybe he'll come out for the women's uh, Royal Rumble. <laughs> I would absolutely not be surprised. <laughs> that would be a perfect comedy moment for them. I could totally see that, him running down. Mm. That'd be hilarious. Book it. It's happening. It's happening. My <laughs> first I'm, prediction. I'm also making a prediction that Titus O'Neil will, of course, slide under the ring or do something. You think so? Just, yeah, just like to... plants. Yeah. yeah. A little homage mm. to, you know, his infamous moment from last year. Um, all right. Well, that being said, let's get into some of these matches. Um, we've got some pre-show matches. And this is incredibly depressing for me. Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura. See, I didn't know that was announced for pre-show. On the pre-show. So Nakamura is going from winning the goddamn Royal Rumble in 2018 to being on the pre-show. Yes. Wrestling for the U.S. title. You know, not even as champion. This doesn't mean that he's not in the Rumble match. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of times people who are in, you know, matches during the pay-per-view are still in the Rumble match. Um, but... Man, but I mean, also what Rusev a ch- had a massive year in 2018. Mm. Just Rusev Day's character and everything. While they didn't do anything with it, yeah, he still deserved a lot more than what they gave him. Yeah, and that was all grassroots with Rusev Day mm-hmm. and everything, and he really kind of took the ball and ran with it. Um, so I'm glad that you know, I don't know, he's still with the company because there's rumors for a time that he wants to leave. You know, and maybe he still does. Mm. But I think they re-signed him. So, um, but. You know, we'll know if he just shows up on AEW, you know, right? Um, but yeah, so this is the pre-show match. You know, I was happy that Rusev had the title and everything. And it seemed like, you know, they're actually getting some time on SmackDown. But it's just depressing to see them, mm-hmm. you know, on the pre-show match. Um, just such a, you know, I don't know, man. These are two fucking really good wrestlers. Yes. Just a, just a complete 180 from what mm-hmm. was going on last year. You know, especially for Nakamura. And then, yeah, we also have a fatal four-way match for the uh, Cruiserweight Championship between Buddy Murphy, Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami, and Callisto. Or Callisto. And people have been bra- like praising Buddy Murphy like mm-hmm. to the point where I almost want to watch 205 Live, but I still won't. <laughs> and then um, Hideo actually got a big endorsement by Dan O'Brien recently. Where he was talking about how he's like deaf in like, his left ear mm-hmm. because of him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. I don't know if that's necessarily like what you want to like be known for, like making someone. You know. He hits hard, and that's why that was one of the big excitements about him coming to the company in the first place. Is that he was like, this yeah, but you don't want to actually hurt people. No, so. but, <laughs> but yes, you're, you're getting the element. Yes, you're, you're yes, exactly. That was um, one of the big things about Nakamura was that he fucking hits hard. Yeah, strong style. So, but yeah, but yeah, he hasn't been able to be that character unfortunately no. here. Um, maybe he gets his moment to shine. You know. Uh, finally I don't know we'll see um, I'd love to see them you know doing kind of what they're doing with Mustafa Ali and start calling some of these guys up to the main mm-hmm. roster um, you know I mean I, like I said I've heard good things about 205 Live I still have not been able to bring myself to watching it um, it's just a lot of wrestling mm-hmm. um, every week so I mean, you know, 
I it just feels like a waste of talent for them to be kind of like this floundering out there on two hundred five live. Mm-hmm. You know, at least utilize them on the main roster. So I don't know, but yes. So I I don't know. Uh, we didn't predict Rusev and uh, Nakamura, by the way. I does it matter though? It matters to me. I enjoy. I mean, they do get some time on SmackDown. You know, I, I'm assuming. I want good things for both of them. It. I think it's gonna be a damn good match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Rusev is going to keep the title, though. I think he's going to retain. Um, but I feel like the feud continues on. So, um, And here... I'm going to say Buddy Murphy also retains. Yeah, they're high on him right now. It just seems like you know, we're, we're working up to WrestleMania. Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. So, do you think the uh, 205 Live guys get like a spot on Mania on the actual main card? I think they will. I hope so. Hmm. Deserve something. <laughs> Having to do the pre-shows every fucking pay-per-view. You know, give them... I mean, they were in... What was the... Was the Survivor Series where they yeah, actually they got a match? Yeah, they were mid-card. Yeah, they actually got a match. So, you know, maybe we'll get more of the same. So, um, next up, uh, we have... Let's see. We have Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Um... Man, I have no idea where this is going. I'll be honest. I really don't. Because I don't see the game plan for the SmackDown champion, for, for the WWE championship, mm-hmm. for Mania. Like, I, there's not a clear path or a clear match that I see. Um, you know, that's what makes this year's Rumble so much fun. It's just because I'm not quite sure where they're going mm. with everything. You know, where in years past, we knew it was going to be the Roman Reigns show. So, um, you know, it's a shitty way to get to this point. But at the same time, it is kind of refreshing to have that kind of wide open, you know, booking happening here. Um, Not that they won't fuck it up, but, you know, um, I'm hoping Daniel Bryan retains. I think it's a no-brainer to have him retain, but I just, you know, I love everything he's doing, but the storyline around him just doesn't doesn't feel like it fits. With, like, AJ Styles and Vince McMahon and everything else. It's just, I get what... Brian is doing. Mm-hmm. I don't understand, you know, Styles' motivation at this point, or well, you know, he's trying to get back at him for the attack, but and McMahon is trying to like, you know, trigger this different, you know, I don't know, this different version. I, I just, I'm not buying it. It hasn't been executed well. It hasn't. Now Daniel Bryan's portion of the whole angle has been great. I yeah. feel like he's know, the the promo that he cut outside of the ring. Um, with McMahon and AJ Styles mm-hmm. for their face-off was just, you know, great. Um, it really does feel like they're giving them more leeway when it comes to their promos and everything, and that was, like, kind of the rumor that they're getting bullet points and everything like that. Um, and I feel like Daniel Bryan probably had that, you know, leeway anyway at this point. Um, but, yeah, you can definitely see it in Bryan's promos, um, particularly. Like, it, it feels like he's got more freedom. Mm-hmm. And just the way, like, he's not reading a script, you know. Um, you know, you could tell he's really invested in the character, you know, which is great to see. So, because he's one of those wrestlers who sees it as, like, an art form and everything. He mm-hmm. takes the shit seriously. So I wasn't surprised when he was talking about when, like, he's had the whole, like, you know, Lesnar match, like, mapped out for years. And, you know, he had his whole heel turn, like, mapped out for a long time. So, um... Yeah, I, I feel like 
Brian's going to retain, but at the same time, I feel like AJ is going to end up getting that title back before Mania. Because there's just too many heels on um, SmackDown. I don't feel like there's enough baby faces that could legitimately go after Brian um, unless they turn someone. So I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going to happen here. You know, But it feels like it's a no-brainer to keep the belt on Brian right now. He's super hot over on SmackDown. And it's always great to have a face, you know, chasing the title. Yeah, and I mean, this is going to be a great fucking match. Mm. There's no doubt in my mind, you know, these two go in at it. I can watch it all day. I just hope they get enough time. You know, it's going to be cramped on time when you have two Rumble matches. So I'm hoping they at least get 15 to 25 minutes. Um, You know, and there aren't tons of matches, which is nice. So, Mm. all right. So up next, we got Asuka versus Becky Lynch. Uh, I mean... It's going to be a fucking phenomenal match. Yeah, but this is another one where I feel like it's kind of wide open. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see multiple, like, you know, ways they could book this. Um, I feel like Asuka should retain, but then I feel like this is all, you know, really kind of setting everything up for Mania. You know, I do believe that Becky Lynch is going to be in the main events at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. you know, facing Ronda Rousey. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we somehow get Charlotte Flair in that match. Um, But, you know, is it going to be Becky chasing, you know, Ronda Rousey, challenging her? Or is it going to be Becky with the title and Ronda, like, challenging her? So, and really, like, whoever wins either of these women's matches feels like, to me, it feels like it predicts the outcome of the Rumble match, the Mm -hmm. women's Rumble. So, what's your prediction for this match? Um, I mean, I'm predicting that Asuka's going to hold it. Okay. Um, I'd like to see Becky go in and tear house into the rubble. I think. So, this is where, because I feel the same way. But my problem is, how do you book the match then? Where Becky still looks strong. You know, and it makes sense for her to, like, go in and, you know. I don't know if you have Charlotte play mind games. You have Nia Jack show up play mind games or something like that because mm. Nia Jax is still technically like it's 1-1 with attacks at this point so you could have Nia interfere and mm. cost her the match because um, I, I don't, don't want... feel like it's going to be Ronda because I feel like she mm. already interfered in the match at you know uh, TLC so I don't feel like that's going to be the case um, I could see Charlotte being the one because she came out during yeah. their little segment on Smackdown and kind of got involved with those two so I could see it being Charlotte maybe interfering. And that's, you know, sparks, you know, Becky, but... Yeah. Yeah. So I could see that happening. Um, on I, the... could, I still see Mania being Asuka, Charlotte, too. Which I'm... That's awesome. If you get two fucking women's matches mm. that high caliber, where you get Ronda versus, you know, Becky, and then you get Charlotte versus Asuka... Holy shit, that's fantastic. You know, because I feel I still feel like Charlotte and Asuka stole the show last mm-hmm. year. You know, I feel like they're the match of the night, honestly. So, I mean, I, I wasn't crazy about the finish to the match, but overall, I felt like that was the best match on the card. Um, yeah, I Jesus Christ, man. Like, part of me feels like Becky could win this. Um, and then somehow cost Ronda the title, you know, um, in her match against Sasha. And then you could have Ronda, you know, coming out during the Rumble 
match, winning the thing, and then challenging Becky. You know, but I also feel like it could be flipped. I feel like you could have the exact vice versa happen, where you could have Becky, you know, entering the Rumble, you know, um, winning the damn thing, and then challenging Ronda. So I don't know, man. I really don't know. I feel like once one of these matches ends up, like, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be able to, like, call the rest of the show. Um, you know, so. But I just feel like there's no way that one of those two aren't in the Rumble match, you know, and winning the damn thing. So. Well, I mean, since we're technically talking both women's matches. Okay. Way, do you do you imagine then maybe Alexa Bliss takes the title off of Sasha? Because we, we're So we're, pretty, so we're putting the belts on Sasha. If Sasha, if. Ronda loses. Okay. And ends up in the Royal and then going up Sasha against Sasha has Becky. the belt then. That, that's if Becky wins her title. Or do you get a Bailey versus Sasha match for uh, for WrestleMania? Do you have you Sasha? Do that, but you also, do you've got the tag titles now in play. Mm-hmm. And they've been heavily in, like... But like, how about this? And I know this is me fantasy booking. Ronda versus Becky. Asuka versus Charlotte. Sasha first Bailey for Mania. How phenomenal would that be? Well, what's say those matches one more time? Sasha first Bailey. Yes. Right. Ronda versus Becky. Right. Well, I guess you know. You, yeah, title. I guess you'd have to have one of them be nine title then. Mm-hmm. That's why I was you trying know? to figure out. So the math doesn't necessarily work out then. I just really want to see Bailey versus fucking Sasha finally, finally after yeah. two years, I guess. <laughs> Um, because that should have happened years ago. Yes, 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 yes. Let's not go down that route, but yes. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. I don't know. I love that it's wide open. I really mm-hmm. do. Um, I feel like once, like I said, once one of these matches is over, like you can kind of see the clear path. But I dig it. Like I like the fact that it's kind of like an open show. Like it's been so many years where like okay, so and so is going to win the rumble. Like it's going to be Stone Cold again, well, or it's going to be Roman, or it's going to you know. No matter what, we still have months till Mania, so they can, you know, completely have completely different plans on this Royal Rumble and change them as they go. Would you have someone like lose number one contendership or something like that? Have have we seen that happen much, though, where someone loses the number one contendership? Like, we've seen it with the Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've seen it so much with the Rumble match. Well, then that's a fresh concept for them to do. I know it's a fresh start. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'm buying it, though. But, I I mean, I like what you're saying. Well, especially if, like, something's not clicking. Mm -hmm. You know? Then I feel like, yes, go for it. You know, change it up. There's nothing wrong with that. But it does kind of, I don't know, lessen the mystique around the Rumble match, then, if they do that. I just said there's no way that um, Sasha and Bailey aren't going for tag titles. No, I feel like that is that's a definite. I feel like they're in the chamber match. Um, so if Sasha were to win, they're like the one like legit like tag team like yeah. who claim they're a tag team besides the Iconics. So yeah, so then yeah, if that's that being said, then I definitely have Becky then losing to you know Asuka, and then yeah, she's entering that Royal Rumble match. Mm. So I could definitely see. <laughs> maybe <laughs> they're, the, they're the fucking most interesting part of this <laughs> oh absolutely and that's you know they're starting off the shows with them now mm-hmm. you know so they know they know 
Um, they are the main focus of both shows, honestly. So what they did with Sasha and Ronda um, in the uh, main events of Raw was fantastic. They brought so much heat between those two. Mm. It was really well done, you know, and that, that's saying a lot because they haven't done a lot right lately. But, I mean, because for a, a few, that like a program that's come out of nowhere in the last two weeks, um, you know, where it started off with, you know, Ronda like praising her and everything. When they were in the ring together, fucking sparks flew. Like, they were being fucking stiff with each other, you know, which brought this, like, element of, like, reality to it, which is great. You know, whenever they have that, like, understanding, you know, between mm. two wrestlers, and they can be a little stiff-ski, if you will, that it just brings so much more to everything. Um, and the way that they were just constantly in each other's face before the match, and just, like, just, you know, really just, like, tooth and nail, like, wanting to go at it. It really got me excited for this match because otherwise it was like, oh, well, this should be a cool match and everything. Mm. I didn't expect to see it now. And, you know, now I'm like actually really excited for this fucking match. So um, and it felt like it brought the best out of Sasha. You know, we haven't seen this side of Sasha in a while. So. um, All right. Well, moving on, because obviously we just said we don't really know anything. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) In between here, I feel like we're going to have the bar. First, The Miz and Shane McMahon for the tag team. They don't have a team name yet? I think they're the greatest tag team okay. ever in the or the world or something. like. It's horrible. This whole fucking thing's been awful. Yeah. I, you know, and the fact that they, like, there was a couple weeks where they kind of, like, ended the show with this. It's just been terrible. It really is. It makes SmackDown feel Bush League when they focus too much on this shit. I don't um, buy Miz, like... Guarding McMahon. Yeah, they've kind of like built up this whole like buddy like chemistry between the two, and it's it's worked. But you know, it's gonna end up just being a match between those two at WrestleMania. Like, I feel like that's where this is headed. We know someone's gonna turn on someone by the time that we get to Mania. They're obviously gonna win the belts here. If they don't win the belts here, they're gonna win it soon. Um, and then you're gonna end up having them, you know. One of them is going to stab each other in the back, and then there's just going to be a match of mania. Unless this is like, you know, the McMahon's way of making Miz face so that he can go up against Brian, and it's a total twist of the match that we thought we were going to get. Well, I could see that. Where what would you have Shane turn on Miz? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I would like that. Um, and we were kind of speculating before when Daniel Bryan turned, you know, heel that we were going to get that match right off the bat. Because they were kind of like in this weird, like, midpoint way through their feud, mm. you know, where it was kind of like happening but not happening for the last like two, three months. So it made sense. Um, but they really have to do some work to make Miz work as a face. Mm-hmm. So his character just doesn't really, I don't know doesn't really align with being a face at all. Um, everything that makes that character awesome, if you will, you know, makes him a great heel, not yeah. a great face. So um, He starts calling the crowd awesome? Yeah. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't want to see this shit. You know? I feel sorry for Cesaro and Sheamus because mm-hmm. they're legitimately an awesome tag team. So to be booked in this, where I feel like they're just a prop, you know, for those two. Because I feel like that happened to them at Mania, you mm-hmm. know, where they're just a prop for Braun. So, I don't know, man. 
Let's deserve they, go. They deserve better. Oh God, that'd be wonderful. It's not happening though. <laughs> McMahon's not going to let anyone go that no. he doesn't have to at this point. So, all right, what else do we got here? We have Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor. This is another <laughs> difficult match, man. The way that they're booking it right now it feels like Finn's going to win the thing, but you know, with McMahon coming out and constantly just you know bashing Balor, mm. telling him he has no chance, and you know, I don't know where this story is going. It feels like on paper it looks like a one-off match to me. But, I mean, maybe there's a possibility that they... You know, all the speculation that we've heard and rumors that they were getting behind Seth. And that's the way it's felt Mm -hmm. since right before last year's WrestleMania. um, Where it felt like they're slowly building his character. But then with the reaction that him and Ambrose have received, you know, with their angle and everything... Maybe McMahon has decided to, you know, you know, start to push Balor, and maybe he realizes maybe you know that Balor is the right choice. That for this. plus pressure from AEW, I would say. Yes, I could definitely see that. You know, you want to keep him happy. I don't know what his contract like, situation is though. Like you have this guy who is clearly like fan reaction is. Yes. Huge behind. Even though you're not doing he shit with He comes from the exact same place that all your enemies are from. Yeah. Why not use this talent? And you had him as your fucking first year versus champion. Yes. Well, there he was all on board with him. He definitely was. You know, he won that belt like his third, third match on the yeah. main roster. So he was definitely, you know, full steam ahead with Balor. But then he got hurt. And I, for some reason, that gave him cold feet. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine what raw and you know wwe would look like right now if balor did not get hurt mm-hmm. that would be interesting like if you had a healthy balor hold that belt the entire time i'm sure he would have just dropped it to reigns yeah. you know that's or what I'm thinking. like it would be balor versus reigns for like a while mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know man you probably get you probably would have gotten a more serious heel balor uh with the club as well going up you think so reigns yeah imagine the club versus um Fucking, uh, Bullock, not, no, the club versus the shield. shield. There yes, we go. Yes, there you go. <laughs> you know, it's late. They it's probably okay. would have taken that way more seriously. Yeah, no, that would have been great. And I mean, I, and then we've been predicting our, our one bold face, like crazy prediction was that you would see some kind of formation of the Bullet mm-hmm. Club in the WWE. Um, you know, maybe we get it during the Rumble match. But now I've seen more credible. More like this person will win no matter what against Brock, lose to Brock. You know, I've seen opponents. Oh, like people saying, oh, yeah, Reigns is winning this match against Brock yes. and then they lose to Brock. Um, I, I just don't know Finn as just Finn. Well, something interesting that came out was in some kind of interview or something that he did, um, he said something that, like, someone asked him if he was going to be the demon. For this match mm-hmm. and he said no i wanted to beat brock as the man finn balor i feel like leaving that open like that and you know i i don't feel like that's something he just came up with off the cuff mm-hmm. i feel like that's a setup for something i'm wondering if this is like a two-part thing you know where he comes very close to beating brock doesn't beat him and then is still working a program with him and he becomes the demon for the yes. program um, I would say maybe like by Elimination Chamber or something like that. You know, and they have a match there. 
um, you know, maybe he makes McMahon a believer or something, and then he brings the demon out, and that's how he beats Brock. It's not like he can't drop the belt again to Brock before Mania. There's mm. plenty of time. Um, but I don't know. Or you have him, you know, end up, you know, entering the Rumble as the demon, you know, and winning the fucking thing. So you maybe have this as the first match. He enters, you know, he, you know, loses to Brock by hair, you know, and then shows up as the demon at the Rumble. I mean, to a huge fucking pop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then clears the fucking ring. And then I feel like you would be just in, like, I think people would accept that. You know, like, wait, he just lost his title. Like, so we're going to see, you know, a rematch of what we just saw. Because a lot of times they like to keep that, you know, WrestleMania matched at first time, you know, face off between two guys. Um, But I feel like that works. You know, so I don't know. But everything that we've heard is like, it's all set. Mm-hmm. You know, getting into the let's go ahead and get into yeah, the men's Royal Rumble. Um, so we did not get any kind of like you know Countdown for it yes where like we that. got like the names or anything yeah. like that. So um, I'm not quite sure who's in this match mm-hmm. um, right now. So I know the New Day, like all of the New Day this year is in the match. Um, so it is what it is. It's, um, it's just for Kofi to. Yes, they'll they'll do some right. kind of stunts with Kofi, and they've already like teased it on SmackDown. So, um, but he lands on a tray of pancakes. So God, it's gonna be ridiculous. So, but fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's my my prediction. I bitch about it, then I enjoy the shit out of oh. it. Or so whatever. Um, I'm just a mark. Um, man, I don't. This feels so cut and dry to me. It feels like it's going to be Seth. Like, it's totally... I don't know what you're talking about, man. It's going to be Hurricane. <laughs> so do you think he, you get an appearance? <laughs> Not this year. It, okay. Because he appeared his, uh... He appeared at um, the Greatest uh, Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, he did. He did. But, yeah. I don't know. His uh, social media presence seems very uh, depressed lately. Oh, really? <laughs> as, as if he is... You're a big follower books. of the Hurricane. Huh? No, just he's been trying to get booked lately, apparently. Really? I thought he has a crew. Um, he's got a job on TNA. I thought oh, as an agent or something. So I'm surprised by that. Unless he was let go, I don't know. I don't no know. Idea. So all right. So for me, the Rumble matches is just a, you know besides main eventing WrestleMania, it's about that surprise factor and mm-hmm. you know seeing a name from the past or a call up or something like that. Do you have three predictions on? Who could we possibly see? You know, a return, a surprise, a call-up. Um, I definitely see Aleister Black showing up. I think that would be a great moment for him. Especially if he loses his match at NXT. Mm-hmm. I feel like you, you could definitely see that happen. Or even uh, Almas showed up after winning his match. So um, that was last year, right? Yeah. And you had Adam Cole last year, too. Yes. So... Yeah, I mean, they're not afraid to go ahead and play that NXT mm. card. And I mean, he could go right back, doesn't that? That'd be huge, though. Like, Black come out, mm. you know, it's his entrance and everything. Holy shit, man. And I feel like the Black comes out, it's only, like, a month or two before he's part of the mm. roster. You know, I feel like he's on that road. Um, someone who, I mean, as far as I'm aware of NXT, he's not getting a takeover match was Dream. And I think that would be nuts if he showed up in the Rumble. Whether he he still won't get called up for a little while, but I think he'd be still. People would go fucking apeshit. Yeah, people would, and he's got to wear some kind of different version of Hogan's 
ring gear or something. And they've been playing it up a lot. The, you know, NXT TakeOver is Dream, and like um, they've been talking about... The fact that, is is it like he like protesting the fact that he's not on an NXT yeah. TakeOver? Hmm. There was um, a recent Instagram post where they were saying who would be a better US champion. Would it be Dream or Gargano? Uh, but uh, he's not in the match that I'm aware of. Okay. for Oh, for the North American yeah. title? Okay. Um, man, I don't know. Unless he gets added somehow to one of those matches mm-hmm. last minute. He would be a nice fit. He'd be a big surprise. People would definitely fucking lose their shit for that. So. I could definitely see that. So you got Alistair Black, you've got Dream. Trying to think of a third person. Okay. Uh, do you have what's on your list so far? I have a returning Bray Wyatt. Yes. I could see Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt, you know, debut his new character or maybe just his old character. You know, I think that would be a huge pop for the crowd because we haven't seen him in a while. Um, I could also, man. And you know what? Hmm. He could do that by eliminating Woken Matt Hardy if he were to return. Yes, absolutely. And then you could start that feud. Because Matt Hardy has come out and said that he's not retired, even though he announced that he was retired. Mm. <laughs> that he is clear to uh, wrestle. Um, Jesus Christ. What's uh, Kushida's? Is it, when's his last match? Did he have it already? Yeah, he already has last match. That was at um, Wrestle Kingdom. But I don't know... Was what day his contract was up? Okay, I feel like they're usually like kind of <laughs> January thing or something. Uh, do you think he'd have a good reception at the Rumble? Yeah, it might be really placating, like you know. I feel smart like they'd fans. have to talk him up a lot. Yeah, they'd have to be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, they definitely have to sell that big time. Mm. So, but it'd be fun, uh-huh. you know. I'd be excited to see. Give him some cool screen effects. Yeah, where it's like sh- like the fucking fire. Yeah. <laughs> what if it was what if the uh the elite showed up <laughs> it's all been had, a game what if they had a work well, they can't have a working agreement <laughs> it's not gonna happen i don't want that it's not gonna <laughs> but if it's just you know they're like whatever just get you know huge pop you know and have this kind of agreement WWE worked with ECW for years. I mean, ECW was actually on their payroll, so I don't know. It feels like AEW is going for the jugular too much. I think it. I think it would probably be, feel like they were betraying their fan base if yeah. they're saying we're going to be this different thing and then end up, you know, being mm. <laughs> at like one of the, you know, the thing they're against, kind of, you know. And the thing shows. I will say now, because people still think it's a possibility, Kenny Omega's contract still isn't up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> it doesn't end to the end of January, so it's, <laughs> yes, it's impossible. Unless, like, New Japan granted him some kind of release, which mm. I doubt would happen. Yeah, Kenny Omega's not going to show up. Um, what about Jericho? It's not going to happen. Jericho's got, Jericho's has a different contract. And he might have, like, you know, got the old man's blessing by the old man said, okay, cool, at least do Rumble for me. Only if he gets to come out as this new Japan character. That would be fucking awesome. Oh my god. Just a monster. <laughs> Fans would be like, holy, what the hell's going on? What happened to Jericho? Where's his list? <laughs> the spike jacket. Oh my god. Kids would be crying. I would love that. Do it. Book it. Because he does have, he's he can work other companies. He can still work New Japan. He can go where he wants. Okay, so they and he just him. keeps on telling people that, I, and I'm not going to be at the Royal Rumble. 
people keep on asking me, I'm not going to be the Royal Rumble. And that makes and me that's feel like he shows up. That yeah. makes me feel like he's going to be the Royal Rumble. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen, but oh God, give me New Japan fucking Jericho. Well, speaking of Jericho, do you get returning Owens? That's kind of where I was going to go. I, I could definitely see mm. Owens returning here. He's supposed to be ready. Um, if he doesn't return here, I feel like he's going to be out to pass WrestleMania. Yeah. I feel like they'll bring That's him back. That's one of the rumors is that he's going to debut him again after Mania. After Mania, you know. But they did do that little promo package for him and Sami mm-hmm. Zayn. So if you don't get Owens, I think you'll get Sami Zayn. You know, coming back. But once again, I, maybe they have him at, at turn him face mm-hmm. at that point. Just because I feel like... I feel like... You have too many heels on Raw right now. I mean, just in the company in general, there's too many heels. So um, I feel like you need a good underdog, Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. you know, in that, you know, upper mid card, you know, going for like, you know, the IC belts or something like that. Um, you know, and he getting with Lashley as a heel now, it kind of works out too. So, um, and he'll get a big pop. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just his music alone gets a big pop usually. So. Um, do any of the call-ups get a chance in the Royal Rumble this year? Heavy Machinery and EC3? I think Heavy Machinery will at least get one of those guys. Um, I could definitely see EC3. Although, maybe not because you want him to have a decent showing. You mm-hmm. don't want like the, his first you know match where he's there for three minutes, doesn't do shit, and you know gets thrown over the top rope. I don't think that does him any good. No. You know, I mean, if he's up there, he's got to at least make a good bunch of, like, serious, like, eliminations to put him over. So. This is just a 30, right? Not a 40. This is a 30, yes. This was announced, (laughs) I believe, yes, it was announced as a 30. Okay. So. I don't know, man. It's quite open. I I definitely feel like Rollins is going to end up winning the damn thing. Um, I mean, it feels like that's the easy answer. I I would. I I have my third. What's your third? The Rock. There's been all that those rumors leading up to it, you know. There's, I haven't heard the rumors. Yeah, there was a bunch of rumors that Rock is supposed to have a Mania match, and it was supposed to be versus either Lesnar or Roman Reigns. So, you could totally do something where you have Rock end up, you know, entering the you know the Rumble, winning the damn thing, coming in at like number twenty five. He barely has to break a sweat. People go fucking crazy. Um, and then you have a big match between Lesnar and, and then Ryan. I have a broken PlayStation controller on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd pop. You'd be doing the people's eyebrow in the mirror the next day. You know it. Come on now. <laughs> I could totally see it happening. What about Reigns? Look, don't we know. don't know what's going on with his The last recovery. image I saw of him, he looked like he had lost a ton of weight. Oh, really? Have you yeah. seen? I haven't seen anything of him. He took a picture with a fan. Um, and he, I mean, he's still fucking, it's Roman Reigns. He's muscular as shit. But yeah. he, he looks like he's definitely lost. Lost a, a good, like, 20 yeah. pounds or so. You know, I'm sure he can't work out the same way and everything. Mm. We just haven't heard anything about his recovery, strangely enough. Like, I felt like we'd be getting updates from the WWE, mm. um, which actually worries me that we haven't been. Um, so, you know, he did do like the, uh, the, whatever for the troops, salute to the troops, what do they call it? Tribute to the troops. Tribute to the troops, Jesus Christ. Um, so, man, I don't, what a big moment that would be. 
people fuck. I mean, right after the Rock, right. <laughs> Just so you can eliminate him for me. No, Rock comes out with Roman Reigns on his fucking shoulders. And then, like, Master Blaster. They just eliminate everyone. And they turn around to the camera and flick it off and say, Fuck you, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm booking the Rumble. <laughs> I'd have to buy a new TV at that point. <laughs> <laughs> just to see the look on your face. <laughs> We're your worst nightmare. Uh, <laughs> and then they like eliminate each other so that's a tie yeah that would be great that would be great oh lord uh, so no I'm gonna I'm gonna go Rollins here I'm sticking to my guns that's what I predicted I think the beginning of the year you know I've been saying Rollins for WrestleMania for a while now well events. before we get who are your um, who's your final four ooh that's a good question hmm Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. I think Mustafa Ali is going to have a good showing at the Rumble. I think he's going to be made, like even like number three, number four. After seeing the promo package that they had for him um, on SmackDown, where it was like they shot like a mini film, mm-hmm. like he's like in an alley, like do it like that. It just looked different than anything else. You could tell that they put time into like the way they shot it and like his his little speech. I was like, okay, this, that was well written, and it was, you know, something different. It felt fresh mm-hmm. and new. I was like, okay, they're fully invested in him, and it seems like he's playing that underdog character, you know, um, you know, and it's come out that McMahon views him as that, you know, even though he lost to Samoa Joe, um, you know, SmackDown. That being said, Samoa Joe, I feel like he'll be in there, um, just because they know that people see him as a legitimate threat. I would love it to be Samojo who wins the goddamn thing, mm. but it's not happening. Seth Rollins. And then, man, who's the fourth one? Hmm, that's <sighs> difficult. I mean, my my assumption is going to be someone like Orton. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I don't want it to be, mm. but I could definitely feel that. You know, I could see that happening. Um, You know, and my... My worry is um, there was a rumor a while ago where it was going to be AJ versus Orton at Mania. So maybe Daniel Bryan loses that belt to AJ eventually. Um, You know, maybe not here, but down the row, down the line, and then you do have that match Mm -hmm. between the two. I mean, it'll be a great match. You know, I mean, those guys, you know, will put on a fucking, you know, spectacle, you know, but I just, I, I don't know. Orton needs to do a little more. I need to see more of like, how Orton was when he first turned heel, like how aggressive he was with like Hardy and stuff like mm-hmm. that. If they can do something like that with it, then it might work. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to say Orton. I feel like you need some like you know, legend in there. Mm-hmm. I I agree. I'm I'm gonna say Orton. And that being said, John Cena is not supposed to be in the match. So because if if he was, I mm-hmm. totally would see Cena. Yeah, over in, Orton, at least number four for sure. spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and one of the fourth top slots, yeah, absolutely. But Cena supposedly hurt his ankle. Okay. You know. Cool. So. <laughs> You're disappointed, don't lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say Orton, Mustafa Ali, and then, um, I, I haven't heard any reports about him, but Braun? Yes, and that's a good point, because Braun is just kind of in, like, limbo now. Yeah. 
no one said Braun's not in the Rumble match. Um, and at first, everyone was saying that they thought Braun was taken out of that title match because of his injury, that he's not mm. fully healed. Then they were saying, no, it was never the plan for Braun to be in that match, um, you know, which is weird. You know, I don't know why you would book that book it that way, but whatever. Um, but if Braun is in that match, it'd be hard pressed to see him not winning the damn thing, right? And I don't want to see it, so that kind of scares me. Well, I'm, I don't have a problem with Braun losing the match because no, it's just, I just don't has know. To I would just yeah, they would have to do something like that. But I don't know. I don't know where that leaves Braun. Right now, I feel like you're gonna see that Lesnar Braun match sometime before you know Mania. Mm. I just feel like it's the wrong time to book that for the main event of WrestleMania. I feel like they've hurt Braun's character so much in the last like four or five months with him <coughs> turning heel, then turning face. You know the injury, just the way, just overall the way they booked. I mean, I just I, there was a point where Braun versus Brock made perfect sense for the main event of WrestleMania, and it was it was last year actually. So now I feel like it's just he's kind of lost some of his steam, you know, just due to. But at the same time, it. on the road to WrestleMania, I'm thinking Balor versus Braun for like number one contendership. If he doesn't come out champion, I hope not, just because I've seen that match so many fucking times on Raw. You know, like they they beat that fucking horse to death. Mm. You know, honestly. So I I see what you're saying, but I just hope not. Well, you have to justify these two characters that very much see themselves as the ones that are supposed to be fighting Brown. Yeah. No, absolutely. It makes sense, but I just don't want to see it. I really don't. Um, I really hope it's not fucking Braun. You know, but he is probably my... God, he's got to be like my number two pick. You know, besides, you know, besides Rollins, mm. I would have to say Braun is definitely... Has a good shot, at least. You know, in every single match like this that he has, they put him over huge. Yeah. You know, I mean, God, look what he did in Elimination Chamber last year. Where he's just, I think he eliminated everyone. Yeah, right? money except in the bank. For, except for Roman Reigns, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, yeah, money in the bank, too. God, yeah. So, um, yeah, well, now I'm depressed, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one person we didn't mention that I had to bring it up. So. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Because, honestly, I was, I was just booking that he was not going to be in the damn match because he was supposed to be originally be in the title match. But mm-hmm. yeah, it did kind of cross my mind during Raw. I was like, oh shit, does that mean we're going to get Braun in the Rumble? Um, I do feel like there's a chance too that you get one of the NXT guys in that top four. I, I, I could see like an Aleister Black or mm-hmm. something like that. A nice way. top five. Yeah, a nice way to like kind of put them over, you know, if they last that long. Mm-hmm. And man, I'll be so excited to see his fucking entrance on the big stage. <laughs> God damn it, man. McMahon has to be fucking just chomping at the bit to get that guy up. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't been called up yet. You know, He's totally the new Undertaker. Well, I would love to see him show up as number two or number one so that we can get that full slow motion entrance for him mm-hmm. rather than seeing him at the very end, like after running down to the ring. I don't think he run. I think he still does the entrance. Okay. You know they don't really time those things out. No, but <laughs> I can see really them being the, like, that "Hey, he's just bullshit. a nice seat guy. Just rush him out." Next time, next. I think if they're calling him up, it's for a reason. So mm-hmm. they're gonna give him that moment. I feel like you know. 
And no, I I know it, the timer's off. <laughs> I try timing it. it. It doesn't. Mm. The math doesn't work out. So, all right. Well, we still have the women's royal. Yes. Okay. I still have no clue what's happening in that one. So. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing trying to fucking predict this show. It's a good feeling though. I like the fact mm. that, that it's not predictable. It's not just you know cut and dry. This is what's happening. Obviously, this is where we're going for WrestleMania. I like that it's wide open. Um, that being said, I do feel like this is maybe a little bit more predictable than the men's. Um, it, just, it sets itself up for there to be a big showing for either Becky or uh, Ronda. Yes. But at the same time, neither of them could end up in the men's. They could both just be champion and fuck all the... <laughs> fuck <Yeah>. it all. <laughs> then you just have Charlotte challenge one of them and then the exactly. other one challenges the other and then you have just a triple threat match. Yeah, I could see that happening. Um... All right, so I feel like you're definitely going to have that big moment around number 20 where you're going to have either Ronda or, you know, Becky run down. Before then, do you have any surprises? I mean, they gave us 22 wrestlers, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Um, If I were to guess, I would definitely say um, I... Io, Sherry, and um, Kyrie Sane were going to show up in this match. Mm-hmm. They've definitely been teasing a lot with uh, back and forth between Sasha, Bailey, and them two uh, about the tag titles a bunch, just to show them on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, there was even rumors that they were going to be a part of that call up originally. Okay. Yes. Definitely. I'm going to backtrack. Yeah. I think Ricochet is going to be in the Rumble match. Oh. Yeah, that's fine. I can see that. I think Ricochet is going to be mm. in the Rumble match. I he, think he's, he's not going to win. But he's no, gonna win. absolutely not. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be insane, though, to have like an NXT guy that over to actually win the Rumble match as an NXT guy. It'll happen eventually, but not... I feel like down the line. Like, I mean, that's that's McMahon, like, mm-hmm. really, you know, I don't know, swallowing a little pride. Where I can feels see like that. There's an NXT like... guy that much more over than anyone else on the roster. To win the damn Gargano game. or Ciampa. <laughs> I agree with you, but McMahon would have to recognize that. So that would take a lot for him. So, I'm sorry. Anyway, go on. What were you saying? The women's Rumble match. Well, I'm just saying, those two definitely have teased back and forth. I could definitely see that. I could definitely see Lacey Evans making her like first debut in that match. Well, she had a little interaction between Alexa. Okay. Too, where it was a little embarrassing because she came out with one, like a giant fucking hat and it kind of fell over her eyes like before she got to say anything she recovered well like she kind of pulled it up quickly but it was like a, a oops moment you know mm-hmm. especially for someone whose character is all about being perfect yes yes so like if it was anyone else it probably wouldn't be as glaring but like for that character it definitely mm-hmm. hurt a little so um they'll edit the shit out of that though um so yes i definitely feel like she'll be that i think she might have actually announced that she's part of the role oh, okay so I might be wrong, but I feel like she knows. So, um, which Bella's going to be in it? Nikki. <laughs> okay. Breeze okay. done. All right. Twenty nine. Please, Breeze done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Nia Jax isn't done. True, but I feel like Nia hurts more people. Like legitimately hurts people. Yeah, you're not wrong. My God. Bree at least just makes little fucks up. I hope Nia. I hope Nia is like out like that. 
Yes, no. They like, have to I, do I, whole... feel like I, I feel everyone turns on her and just throws her out. You know, or you have a big moment where Becky, like, tosses her out. That, well, you know, uh, by herself. I'm tough. <laughs> I'm tough. <laughs> uh, her in the throat, you know, like she did I, with Iconics. And then I throws see, her like, um, Nia getting in between Charlotte and Becky, and then um, Charlotte and Becky easily just toss her out. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a nice moment. Um, you know, Bliss is going to have to have. Or Bliss is the one that slides out of the ring and hides until the very end. Mm-hmm. Though we did get that with Carmella. I'm a little upset that she announced that she was going to be in the Rumble mm-hmm. match. Instead of just showing up. Yeah, I think that would have been... I don't know why they would step on that moment. I feel like that would have been a, mm-hmm. a great way. With all the rumors with her not being able to wrestle again and like maybe just putting her in a manager role, that was just like a perfect yes. match just to have. and it's a perfect setup for her to host the show with all the, you know women like you know participants you know on stage and like have it just go off the air without you know like just she's just the host you know so i don't know it was a little disappointing that they kind of stepped on that moment yeah um but that being said um lita trish kind of how they end up you know back on the scene yeah i guess to announce their arrival but yeah and then they can end up being in the elimination chamber there was so how many slots open? I think it was eight or seven. Eight or seven. Yeah, I could definitely. I feel like that's definitely something that's going to happen. You know, if if everything you know that's going around is true, I feel like that's Nikki how Cross they get better be that. fucking in it this year. Oh yeah, she will. She might have been announced actually. Okay. So we don't, don't have. Like her shirt. Sorry, we don't have the list in front of. Us. <laughs> <laughs> We're obviously a really professional podcast. We do not have the list, even though they gave it to us. But yes, I feel like Nikki Cross was announced. So um, I don't know. Is there any other like veterans, you know, like returning that you'd like to see? I just I I want to step away from veterans mm-hmm. a little bit more this year, especially like it felt like it was last year was like half. It yeah, felt like fifty exactly. You know, so I feel like there's so many. They have so much women talent at this point that they could fill the whole rumble without needing a single one but obviously you're gonna have at least three or four in this rumble yeah math wise it makes mm. sense um at least half of those slots that are unannounced will go to like veterans and everything okay. so um i'd like to see victoria if i had to have a veteran i feel like she has it for some reason they I just forgot she has about bad her. blood with her or something i don't think so i, I know not from her side it doesn't seem mm. like it so I don't know but if she did something. Every single women's event, she should have been brought in. By yes. Me. She was one of the fucking women through, you know, mm-hmm. those, you know, dark times for the women's division that would actually put on fucking decent matches. And she had a character. And she, mm-hmm. like, I mean, she was, I, it was always disappointing to me that she didn't, like, hold that belt for longer and for more times. So I feel like it just give her just do. Let her, like, I don't know, man. Give her something. I mean, I'd Throw love to see bone. her show up. So was that? I'd love to see her show. Yeah, up. Yeah, I think so too, man. She was fucking talented. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, who are you booking to win this thing? Um, if it's not one of the people, because <laughs> my assumption is that it's going to be someone who didn't win a title. Mm-hmm. But if I had to eliminate both of them, I could easily see either. Um, 
Bliss or someone like Bailey winning. Oh, that'd be a huge moment, Bailey winning. There'd be there's just no build up to yeah. it, but that would be big. And I, I think that would uh, revigorate, you know, Bailey's character. Um, you know, get people behind her again, mm-hmm. um, especially if he had her like at number two. Um, you know, and fighting her way through it. I don't see them doing it necessarily, no. but it'd be great. I, I would be all for it. But, um, man, yeah, for someone who isn't named Becky Lynch or Ronda Rousey, um, winning the damn thing. I, I, I mean, it's Charlotte. Charlotte's <laughs> obvious, you know, right? Yeah. It's just another feather for a cap, too. Um, I think Charlotte would definitely be my, you know, pick. But I, I still feel like it's going to be Becky. Mm. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna, Charlotte doesn't need it to get in a title match at this point. No, she doesn't. All she has to do really is cost Becky that, you know, title match, mm-hmm. um, you know, during during the Rumble itself. Um, you know, and then Becky shows up, you know, and maybe, like, she's the last person she has to eliminate. It's, like, down to those two. Mm-hmm. And Carmella. Yeah, and fucking Carmella. Oh my God, could you imagine if that happened again? You know, not that she won the Rumble, but that <laughs> she receives that kind of push. Again. Oh my God, uh, um, <laughs> she is number thirty. <laughs> so, um, that would be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be the Rock and you know Roman Reigns turn around and flicking you off. That would be my moment. So, uh, <laughs> well, what I would love to see is I would love to see Becky eliminate everyone before thirty comes out, and then Carmella has to walk down. And to fight Becky. Becky alone. <laughs> that would be nice. Yes. I don't think it's going to happen. No. Nice. I feel like it, it's going to end up. Okay. What's your final four? Um, Charlotte's. Uh, Charlotte, Becky, and. What were my other two? I agree with those two. I'd have to go with an NXT. I had two others originally. I got Ember Moon. They tease me too much with Ember Moon. <laughs> they will never give her anything. You don't think so? I think I Top think four maybe. I think I, it's I gonna be her. That. I think it's gonna be her year this year. I think she. I think she gets gold this year, for a little bit, at least. Could she be a great fucking opponent for Ronda Rousey? By the way, she would be. She would be. But so would Sasha. Yeah. So would Bailey. So I mean, they've really. I mean, there's so much left on the table for Ronda to mm-hmm. do. Um, there was all the reports today that, you know, she might actually be, like, done with, you know, WWE after Mania. WWE came out right away and said, no, she's signed to 2021. 20, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because everyone, I think it's Meltzer who's speculating that she actually yeah. wants to start a family or something and then come back. Um, but WWE was coy and saying, you know, if she wants to start a family, it's her business. Which, they're right. <laughs> I totally freaking forgot. Um, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler would be nice. If she drops that belt, I guarantee you mm-hmm. she's going to be in that Rumble match. That would be a, a nice moment, too. Because I feel like that... There's, I mean, if she's not called up after Mania, I would be really surprised. Um, and then you could really do that Horsewoman. Yes, yeah, so you could start to really tease it. Yes, yes. Um, you had Sasha throwing you know, the four up in Ronda's face. Mm-hmm. Um, during one of her confrontations, and you did have them kind of going back and forth about the horsewomen on Twitter. So, I mean, I, they're already planting seeds. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if you if you get it at Survivor Series. So, um, but yeah, no, that that'd be a great call. That's a great call. You know, I could definitely see that. All right, man. Well, 
That's the rumble, man. Yes. We'll see how wrong we are next week, right? <laughs> exactly. It's going to be a lot of wrestling to watch this week. Oh, watch we'll we'll definitely review NXT also. Yes. You know, we just don't have enough show right are you now. Kidding? They always throw the fucking best takeover. Like, yes, so we have to review it. But yeah, we couldn't fit it in this episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> You've had enough content. God damn it. All right, well, we're going to have to do some shout-outs. All right, well, before we go, we got some podcasts that we want to shout-out that we think you should be listening to. Uh, first up is You Watch, I Listen Podcast. Listen to us talk movies, music, and more. We are moderately funny and mostly annoying. Uh, you can check them out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Uh, next up is Game Till 5 Podcast, a podcast presented by video games UI designer Steph and a video game cosplayer, Nikki. Each episode focuses on top fives of various gaming topics. Uh, next up, we've got The Monster's Closet, a conversational podcast where semi-grown men discuss video games as if their lives depended on it. Um, and they list all the gaming systems that they uh, play on. PC, Xbox One, Switch, and PS4 covered. Alright, um, last but not least is one of my favorite podcasts, The Countdown Podcast. Hosts Paul and Wayne each week rip into each other while providing down-to-earth movie reviews and counting down film lists. Part of the CC Radio. Go ahead and give them a listen. Yeah, so if that's not enough for you, we have the Drama City Productions Network. You can check out all of those great podcasts that we have in our network at DCP. Um on Twitter and then you can also find uh, dramacityproductions.com houses everything that's right that's right uh, go ahead and uh, find some awesome podcasts exactly uh, other than that you can find us on Twitter Facebook uh, Instagram and then any other social media that you want because we're there we're <laughs> everywhere we are everywhere damn it exactly um, and then you can listen to us on every single fucking podcast platform that there is that's right iTunes uh, Podbean. Where else are we, Christian? I'm, I'm tra- surprised you're even trying to Stitcher. name Stitcher. I don't know why I went down this road, but now I can't stop. <laughs> Dear God, help me. Spreaker. iHeartRadio. You know the ones. Check them out. Exactly. Subs- you're already listening to them. That's right. Subscribe, rate, and review, please. Yes, absolutely. Um, besides that, you heard our um, house band, um, Them Guilty Aces, at the top of the show. You're That's right. right An awesome rockabilly band from Chicago. Uh, they've got a bunch of music on iTunes. Go ahead and check them out. And if you're in the area, uh, they're always playing gigs. So um, you could probably see them every weekend. Yeah, I think they like post their shows on Facebook and everything. Like that. Yeah, and they also um, they have um, a lot of cool videos, actually, mm. on YouTube right now. They just dropped a new one. So really for a song called Red Dress. Mm. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Man. That's gonna do it. We fucking yes, we're exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> this might be our longest episode ever. Surprisingly, we're only at like three thirty right now. I think that's our longest episode ever, man. That's wow. I think that's plenty of episode, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, my name's Christian. My name's David, and that was the amazing nerd show. This has been a Drama City production. One thing about living in Santa Carla, I never could stomach. Of all the damn vampires.